like a golden eagle, soaring across Genghis Khan's trail of tears. I feel like I'm about to drink reindeer blood as we gut it for dinner. Oh, as he's drinking water from the fountain of youth. Or is that just Mountain Dew? <laughs> can't tell. <laughs> the vision's getting foggy. Uh, oh, no, is that Indiana Jones? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Who's the Asian kid? What's his name? <laughs> Short round. Short <laughs> round. <laughs> that was definitely Mountain Dew, I was saying. Mountain Dew? Yeah. Hey, close enough. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the season finale episode of the Half Wits Podcast. I'm Rodney. And this is Bruno. And uh, as always, you're listening to the Half Wits Podcast. God, I got to get better about that. <laughs> they got to know who the better. fuck they're listening to, all right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Reiteration. All right, but before uh, you know, we continue the episode today. We're gonna have a little cheers right here. It's the day after Christmas, and we're gonna toast to that. So Brought to you by Kentucky Gentleman, the finest of whiskeys. To all our gentlemen from Kentucky, salute. Salute. Doop. Oh, look at that! What the fuck? Who'd you who'd you rob? It just like fucking. When was the last time you went to the King Dynasty? The King Dynasty. I got that for Christmas. Oh my god, dude, crazy, isn't what it? The and fuck? look, at this. It's electric, no butane, wow. bro. It's just a straight up taser no butane, lighter, bro. That shit's amazing. Thank you. Oh sir. yeah, no problem, man. Oh uh, yeah, Christmas was good though. Speaking of which, how was your Christmas, Bruno? It wasn't bad at all. It was a, it was a nice, warm Christmas, man. We stayed home. Brittany's uh, Brittany's mom came through for a little while. It was a good one, bro. It was a good one. Yeah, uh, we. I finally like you know. Caved into the festivities a little bit more. I had uh, we had the matching pajamas. I saw that was so <laughs> fucking cute, dude. I was actually kind of jealous of that. I'm jealous of this lighter. I think it's fucking bitching, isn't it? We're lighting uh, cigars. Having cigars, <laughs> celebrating uh, the upcoming new year. Yeah. You know, around this time of year, Bruno and I have actually been together. I think like almost every Christmas for like eight years, yeah. close around, if not Just about. Just yeah. about. So, you know, it's kind of just tradition. We celebrate a little bit. And this year, the annual Christmas party we usually get together with with our family uh, didn't yeah. happen. So we're celebrating right here in the little studio with some Christmas lights. You know, that we did miss that, though. Me and Brittany did definitely miss that. It was weird this year, dude. It's like all the parties that uh, Aunt Tammy, as you all call her, right. she's my mother-in-law, but all the parties that she throws throughout the year, but the Christmas party is like that big rager we all get down on usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just fortunate that like all the, you know, we got other people our same age, pretty much everyone. That's like our party that we yeah. always like, always, <laughs> we all rage on that. It's Christmas, motherfucker. It, it was really nice. Hey, you know, it's all good people we're used to being around. It's fun. We play drinking games. We sit there and just talk shit. You know, it, it, it's it's any other Christmas for anyone, but it's special, man. Yeah. It's it's just weird. But we hope everybody had a wonderful holiday and they were be able. Bleh, you were able, man. I think I'm drunk already. <laughs> uh, that you were able to be close with your loved ones, and if you couldn't be, hopefully you made the best out of the situation. It's been a rough year, but you know, hopefully 2021 treats us better. But I have a theory, actually. So uh, I saw this recently, and it makes so much fucking sense to a pessimist like me, or a realist, whatever. So remember how the world was supposed to end, uh, what was it, December 21st, 2012? Yes. Okay. The Mayan calendar. What if that motherfucker was dyslexic on the year, and it was 2021? I mean, I mean, would you be surprised at this point? Weren't they on the money with dates, though? They were pretty on the money, but the reason everyone thought the world was ending, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is because that's where their calendar ended. But you got to think they fucking predicted like three to four thousand years into mm-hmm. the future, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh, the world's gonna end." It's like, 
they do. They just fucking stopped. What's your theory? What's your theory? My theory is that the guy who did all this uh, math and equations for it, he was dyslexic. It's next year. <laughs> He's dyslexic. I don't think they read back in the day. I, d- did they have writing? Well, uh, I don't know. Did they have hieroglyphics? I don't know. I've never looked too deep at it. My closest theory on any of that, or closest knowledge of any of that, is either that movie, The Road to El Dorado by Disney, or okay, Apocalypto movie. by Mel Gibson. You know what movie? This is sidetracking. Uh, Atlantis. Underrated. That is an underrated, underrated film, Such actually. Such a great animation. Apparently, they're working on a live-action one for mm. Disney Plus right now. But then again, that could just be rumors. I get all my knowledge that off the be Facebook because cool. the internet has never <laughs> lied to me. Facebook, the news feed. Oh, yeah, Facebook. But yeah, I uh, I like your theory, but I don't know. The I'm Myers just trying to add humor to how, how shitty this year was. But yeah, no, I find the Mayans yeah. truly interesting. But you know, you want to hear the craziest thing? So I had a National Geographic tape about the Mayans, right? right. About an hour-long special. I think I might have seen I it. I was 10 or 11 years old, dude. I had my first existential dread of, like, death. Oh, what? Like, Why? I was, like, thinking about death and stuff. Because, you know, they used to play those games and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, the hip-ball yeah. and stuff. And it, it, it normally did end in sacrifice to the gods and things of mine. Now, granted, I'm, Man, I'm no expert. Shit. So, if anybody's got some information on this, please add us. Add, add us. us. Add us all day on Instagram. Learn us something. Us. Learn us something. Learn us something. We're going to get learned today, Bruno. Yeah. I, I well, got into the Mayans today, and the Aztecs for a while. They were, I forget what they're... They, they have some crazy-ass names. I can't pronounce for shit. But I think... I want to say it was a Mayan empire that was bigger. But there was a bunch of tiny little ones. It was... Uh, was it the Mayans or the Aztecs? Well, they were both. I, I don't know. There was a bunch of different types of groups. But the Mayans ended up on top if I... If I'm, if I'm, if I remember correctly. Somewhere around there, yeah, definitely. But the reason, I, anyways, I was bringing all that up is because, uh, so the games of sacrifice and stuff, and they talked a lot about death and stuff. You know, they had those crazy things called death whistles that sound like <laughs> yeah. human screams That's and right. shit. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I was watching this because I wanted to learn about it, and I had my first existential dread of death crisis in my life. Like, I was sitting there, I was like, what happened? Because at the time, you know, I was really young. I still didn't understand the concept of God or was really religious. I didn't I have that kind aliens. of attention span. We're going to get to that, I promise. Okay. This is going to come into play. <laughs> the Christmas special, go, folks. <laughs> Christmas special, we're going live! Yeah, we're going live. But, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, what it comes down to is that uh, I was watching this, and I, I, I started crying, and my grandma came in the room. She's like, what's wrong? You look like you lost your best friend. I was crying and shit. It's because at the time, I didn't think about what, that was, I guess, well, I guess that was the first time I considered the thought of what there isn't a heaven uh, or yeah. a hell. And I was just like, what if you're just like, you're buried and you're stuck there in blackness, but you're conscious the mm. entire time. And I was like, it's and then one day the world's just going to end and, like, none of us are, we're going to be fucking dust. And I, it, it, you know, it was one of those things that just, it scared me because, like, I'm surprised at such a young age my mind ran like that. Maybe not so much, but the, for the subject matter, you know yeah, what I mean? And, like, that was the first time I think I really, that's probably where my fear of death kind of came into play, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never really thought about death like that, for real. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that uh, when we pass away, we'll, we'll float over the the rainbow road and meet our old furry furry pets. Ah, uh, dude, that that would be the most magical. Nice. You, you know, um, you know how people always ask like celebrities and shit like that occasionally in an interview, not always or occasionally. That was such a double negative. What would your Where would your furry pets be? Would they be like bats? Would you like to, Would you like to cross the, the rainbow bridge and then? Be introduced like to to fox fox bats or what are they called? They called yeah the fox bats. Yeah. You're right, the flying foxes. Uh, <laughs> That'd be terrifying. You know what? That, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit there and complain and say I wouldn't be intrigued. Like, but you know, I'd like you know at at then I'd like to see the animals I've had and stuff, especially Marley because you know Marley's getting up to that age. But dude, Marley's going fucking Marley senile will live on us forever. 
Yeah, she's going to outlive us. Like, at the end of the world, when it's all done after nuclear war, it's going to be Marley and five cockroaches <laughs> smoking a doobie. Like, for real. Uh, it's going to be a good time. But, uh, fuck, what we were talking about. You were talking about mine, how it gave you an existential crisis. And yeah, well, and no. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just, uh, I don't know, it was something scary. What, what was your first existential crisis, mm. or your existential dread That made death? me, like, wonder about life. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, can't think of anything right now. Um, but I've never really had a concept of heaven or hell. Really, I thought it was more of like an interesting thing. What what got me recently though was the depiction of angels in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> funny because as that started popping up online, Corey had been talking to me about that, how they were represented in the Bible, yeah. and I started seeing <clears throat> pictures everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? I That's saw, crazy. I saw a post on Reddit where they were like, oh, got to put the, the angel on top of the tree now, and they showed that. It they, looked like a fucking <laughs> Ezekiel's wheel with eyes <laughs> and feathers all over it. Yeah, so I think there's, like, different tiers, and, like, I think the most human-like are, like, what, the cherubs and, like, the, the lower-level angels, and I think the higher uh, you get to the angel hierarchy i guess the weirder and creepier they are there was a band i want to say oh fuck i wish i wish i could remember right now it was a metal band archangel no but they they're one of their opening uh sequences to their track was this uh recording of this guy talking about angels like have you ever seen an angel uh like uh i forget exactly how it was i need to look it up but it was pretty fucked up. It was like, did you ever wonder why people were afraid of angels when they were die? And then it was just like, bro, no, 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 no. That sounds fucking <laughs> awesome. That sounds like the opening to uh, what's that song oh. by uh, a day to remember? Nineteen fifty-eight is the op- the opening uh, t- uh, the opening to the song is uh, the end scene of Boondock Saints where they're all in the court doing the prayer before they assassinate the fucking mob boss, and then it breaks in just man, metal's underrated. Dude, it truly is, dude. I, I'm glad, like, I'm when Krista and I started hanging out again, she got me back into metal so deeply, dude, because it's like, I love hard rock and metal, and I love going to those festivals. Like, dude, it's such a different vibe there. I definitely enjoy it more in person. I don't really play it that often. Um, in no, when talk. you're in person, dude, there's just, like, an energy, though. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, going back, I remembered what I was saying. So, uh, you know how they ask celebrities occasionally, like, what do you think happens when you die? Things mm-hmm. like that. You know, they give their opinion. I think the best answer I've ever heard, and I'm not trying to say he's my internet boyfriend, but Keanu Reeves has given the best answer I've ever heard. What do you say? Someone asked him, and he kind of sat there and went, wow, and kind of just looked out, came back and said, uh, I think when you die, the people who love you miss you. That'd be nice. And, you know, that's that's the most accurate thing you can truly say, <laughs> yeah. like, for, like, knowledge's sake, like, because we don't know what comes after, dude. I mean, I hope there's a heaven and things like that, but at the same time, I don't think I'm going. <laughs> Why not? I think everyone should. I don't know. I, I think honestly, I think at the end of the life, I think everyone should just like it's like a reset button. You're just like you go into this place, and then everyone's like calm again. Everyone's chill. Everyone gets to reflect and just live another life. Or I like, like reincarnation. That's what I'm trying to say. Reincarnation would sound dope. So you go to like more of the Buddha, Buddhism, Buddhism. Like method almost. Yeah. I, I well, can reincarnation that. is a Hindu thing, right? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking to. know either. I'm not even going to try, dude. That one shot got me. I need to warn everybody. I was up for 29 hours. God bless Christmas Day. Uh, I didn't get to sleep, went to work, and I came back, slept for four hours, and here we are doing a late podcast, so hopefully we get it out to you on yeah. time. I'm a little hungover. I don't drink much, so it's really hitting me. Yeah, today. I was going to say, when you told me you were drinking last night and you showed up with those bags <laughs> under your eyes, I was like, Bruno got fucking turned up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that turned out. I mean, we, I drink a little bit. It's well, just, you know, but if it's I'm been a while, because you said you yeah. hadn't been drinking for a little bit, yeah. so I'm sure it hit a little different than recently. It was fun. I took Advil's before I went to sleep, and I felt 
I didn't feel a hangover, or I didn't feel a headache, but, you know, just that tired feeling right now. I was a little uh, upset that I could partake with uh, with the Drakey yesterday for Christmas because I had work. But, uh, you know, uh, my brother-in-law, Blake, shout out, Blake. He has a band called No Susception from uh, Muskegon, Michigan. Check them out on Muskegon. Instagram, Facebook, and anything else. That's awesome. But That's uh, dope name. he has a flask with a little bit of 15-year-old uh, age, or excuse me, 15-year-aged uh, scotch in it. He told me he was going to save it till I could partake with him because he knew I had to go to work. I did have a little bit of, like, uh, eggnog with some Evan Williams honey or uh, American honey, excuse Shit. me, from Wild Turkey. Completely forgot we had eggnog. Hey, man, eggnog and whiskey. You know, that's the it's first right. time I've drank eggnog and whiskey since you lived with me. Really? So, I don't know if you remember, but it was me, you, Steve, and Caleb, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was possibly Steve and Caleb, but I think you were there. It's when I lived in my old brown room, like that old 10 by 10 room where I we all slept on the that. couches and floors and shit. That room felt huge and, uh, at one point. Yeah, definitely. We were <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, we were all having some Evan Williams eggnog that night, uh, out some mugs. You know, cheers, it was Christmas Eve. We were hanging out together, watching Netflix, doing our usual thing, smoking a little weed probably or something. And then we all fell asleep and around 3 a.m. because we were smoking, dude, I left my window open and my eggnog up on the fucking seal. I did not think about it. I just got up. I was like, wow, it's fucking cold. And half awake, I closed my fucking window as hard as I could. I fucking made the mug fall over, run down my wall, go down into the vent that was right under it. And, dude, my room stunk for, like, days. <laughs> I, I I haven't touched it uh, until yesterday, like, since then. That was, like, eight years ago, dude. Yesterday we had a little mishap. Brittany was trying to uh, – she was trying to roast beef, <clears throat> make a roast beef. And we were using a pressure cooker. Well, she tried to roast it at first in our little foodie, <clears throat> and then eventually it wasn't, like, falling apart like it should be, so we she started pressurizing it, and uh, throughout, she kept adding more uh, uh, the uh, chicken, what's it called, chicken broth? <clears throat> well, eventually, she put too much in there, and we started pressure uh, pressurizing it, and we walked away, we were doing something, with, I think we started drinking, just forgot about it. Well, uh, you know, it was done. It started beeping that it was done. She started relieving the pressure. Dude, we had so much chicken broth in there that it boiled up to the top. And when we were trying to release the pressure, the shit just started spraying everything everywhere. Like Holy a shit. <laughs> it was terrible. We were like, That's what some the fucking fuck? National Leopold's Christmas yeah. vacation Well, it shit. looked like steam at first, but then you started seeing this brown shit pop off. And we're like, holy fuck. It got, it got all over our uh, cabinets, all on the ceiling. The cabinets were all right because they're, like, laminated. But the, the ceiling kind of looks like shit this morning. So we're just avoiding... Making eye contact with the roof and trying to forget about it slowly. Hey man, sometimes that's the best method it was when still you don't good. know what to do. Yeah, it was still good. Hey, then that's that's what's important, man. That the dinner was delicious. You know what it I'm was. saying? It was, man. I yeah, love it. yesterday was great. What did we do? We we woke up kind of early or earlier than we usually do. <clears throat> Had our pajamas on. We put them the night before. Fell asleep in them. Woke up. Opened our gifts. We both got each other some nice gifts. Then uh, we just hung out, man. Just. Enjoyed, enjoyed it. We had, uh, we, she brought Andy Williams, uh, Christmas record. Yeah, I was gonna say, I saw the Columbia record. <laughs> yeah. I was like, y'all were jamming out to some old school yeah. fucking Christmas music. Andy I Williams, was slightly man. jealous. I was, I was telling Brittany, I was like, man, I wonder how, how often this got let, got, got laid off these Christmas songs. Andy Williams, man, shout out. Man, if you think that's good, think about fucking Bing Crosby back in the 50s. Yeah. That dude was the... Li- Bing like the, Crosby. He was the live-action Riddler in real life, dude. That dude was so suave, smooth, had a beautiful, deep baritone Just voice. Just roasting on an open fire. It's Every time I think banger. of him, I think of that movie, White Christmas. I'm dreaming that's, of a white Christmas. I don't know if we watch any Christmas... Uh, we watched. We've been watching the Great British Bake Baking Show. That one that you were talking about the last podcast. Oh yeah, you're I still guess so. on that. 
Dude, they have seasons upon seasons. It's just, I don't know. I it's gotta check into that. I love show. a good cooking show, dude. I'm obsessed with fucking Gordon Ramsay. Oh, show, his so. shows are, my, in my opinion, hands down the best. Like Hell's, or well, I don't really like Hell's Kitchen, but I wait. Which one's Hell's Kitchen? Is that the one where they compete? Like, the yeah, that's the style? that's the competing. I like a, I like a Kitchen Nightmares. That's one where he I have, goes to I don't, help I don't struggling like restaurants. Yeah, really? Yeah. I just feel like. Do you think it's more staged? I just like the competition. That's how I think what I like more. But there's there's no one that that compares to him his style of show. Oh hell no, dude! It's <clears throat> dude, I love his style of show because like Master he's Chef just, is my favorite. Master Chef, I Master haven't Chef actually ever watched favorite. a single episode. I want to get into it though, because you know, like we said a couple episodes ago, or maybe the last episode, I flexed my fucking chef muscle for a while, and God. I was like, that's why I kind of enjoy these shows because <clears throat> I do know how the restaurant works. And watching some of this, I was like, God, dude, it's like. That's like an instant shutdown in this state, and it's like these people were getting away with this, and he helped them. Like, Gordon Ramsay's fucking fantastic, though. Did you yeah. ever? Uh, do you ever watch his show on YouTube? He does cooking at home with celebrities. Oh no, I haven't. And you know what? That sounds something like I would. I would love to do. I didn't know Steve-O he did. Steve-O was on one episode, dude. <clears throat> they're like actually apparently good friends. I mean, dude, that episode was fucking hilarious because yeah. Steve-O can't cook for shit, let alone like in Gordon Ramsay's kitchen. He has this. You know, Gordon Ramsay's the fucking kingpin of this kind of shit, at least in my eyes. And he's got this really nice uh, knife set in the mm-hmm. kitchen. It's got heavy handles. It helps, like, with the flow of everything. A nice knife is underrated. And fucking Steve-O grabs it. He's like, oh, yeah, let me see one. He's like, uh, Steve-O, these are razor sharp. He stuck one on his nose because he used to be in a flea market circus when they uh, all got oh, yeah, to him. Bar- right. uh, was it Barnum and Bailey's Clown College? He attended. Uh, <laughs> they got have a, a clown college. That's that's uh, when they originally met him on Jackass. Actually, surprisingly <laughs> enough, he was a clown at a flea market circus, and they're like, "Wow, what a sad clown he was." But uh, he was on the show with them, and you know, Steve-O's been sober for ten years, so like he's at the peak of his fucking game right now, and he yeah. grabbed this fucking hand. These are like five pound oak handles on these knives, Bruno. Razor sharp because nice. they're fucking... Uh, they do sound nice, and they're a nice right? square handle. It's just... Mm, I love it. I, I just know the physics of fucking chefery, if you will. And, uh, yeah, those are nice knives. But anyways... Art, the, <clears throat> I just want to pause real quick. The art that people put into, like, a fine craft anything is amazing. There's definitely an appreciation for that. I remember the first good knife that we got, which isn't even that great. <clears throat> that shit was, like, night and day difference. But anyways... But anyways, yeah, he uh, he started balancing it on his nose like uh, like when he juggles and he balances a fucking uh, what are they called bowling pin uh-huh. on his chin or nose? Was and it? He put this knife on his nose. How? How do you how do you put it on his nose? He just put it on and start balancing. And, like, dude, I can't even explain the physics of that because I was a chef, not a clown, in uh, Barnum and Barnes <laughs> Clown College at a flea market circus. But he bounces fucker on his nose and he start, and dude, no cut, no nothing, and he was just doing it. He thought it was the best and like. But it, I think you'd really enjoy that show. What I'm saying is it, it, that was an amusing episode. It's just funny because you see Gordon Ramsay be a fucking dick and run the show a lot of the time. Yeah. And to see him laugh at Steve-O, one of the funniest jackass guys to ever exist, you can just tell it's like he's definitely got a soft spot and it's hilarious to see him start geeking out. I, I've i been obsessed with Hell's Kitchen recently. I've been watching episodes on YouTube and, like, dude, I got to say I thoroughly enjoy it, especially because it's uncensored on YouTube. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. They've made so much money on this show, they don't have to fucking censor it or anything. Now, they still have advertisements like right. it's a regular TV program, but it's that kind of shit. You, uh, it doesn't have the yellow markers or anything, but they've made their money, so they just uncensor it on YouTube because what the hell are they fighting for at that shit, point? Just, like, she, Chef Gordon Ramsay is one of the top chefs in the fucking world. He's like, there's like 14 different like seasons of this shit. 
Oh, yeah. I, I love every bit of it. You know, it's funny enough. Did you ever see the West Virginia one uh, where it was like a little inn in the mountains out in Shenandoah Valley and all well, that? I don't think you're talking about Hell's Kitchen. Did you talk about Kitchen Nightmares? Sorry. Excuse me. That's what I meant. Yeah. No. I, I'm mixed no. up. Dude. Okay. This I, whiskey I is hitting me. It. It's slapping a little harder than usual. Yeah. It's fucking cold out here. Yeah, it's fucking I'm cold out here. We're, we're out of our element. Yeah, no, dude, I, I need to I need to stress something here. Uh, we apologize for the recording quality. We're using a backup oh, yeah. mic right now. But uh, in case you hear that heater running in the background, Han, go silent. Oh, these mics are pretty good. They're not picking it up. But uh, we have two space heaters and, like, some 1980s Christmas lights that, like, overheat rapidly to keep us warm. We're in 18-degree weather in a storage unit with no type of insulation whatsoever. This is what we do for you guys. Because we love you. We hope you enjoy the craft because this is as raw and organic as it's going to get. Yes. Not to toot our own horn, but, I mean, we're definitely facing the elements right now. Bruno showed up in pants and a fucking sweatshirt. I hate pants. I really know you do. It's the most hilarious. This is the first time I've seen you wear pants in months. You always wear your sweatpants, your root sweatpants. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, going back to something I wanted to ask earlier, just uh, speaking of what uh, clothes like that and stuff. Get anything awesome for Christmas? I saw that you got. Uh, oh, I saw you got. Was it Space Dandy or whatever? Oh, so shout out to Watanabe. Yeah, Space Dandy. It's a show about Space Dandy, but it's great. Uh, I was surprised by that. What I really like is this watch that I have. I have the Garmin Instinct watch. Oh hell yeah! I don't really like watches, but this shit's dope. This shit looks cool. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like wearing watches, but I really like this watch, even though. I don't think it looks good on me. I don't know. I just like it. I don't know. I always, add, I always, I always like a little extra flair. You know, I wore a watch for a couple years, but it's not exactly my thing. My biggest thing was, and this is just me, because like during the summer or the spring of the year, I always roll with my windows down, blasting my music because I'm a douchebag, yeah. hanging like my that. arm out the window. I like and that. I actually, after like three or four years of wearing a watch consistently, I took it off because I got sick of seeing the fucking tan line on my hand. Yeah, that's something I'll learn to, I'll learn to uh, dislike or eventually. my wrist, excuse me. <clears throat> Yeah, I got so I got Space Dandy. My little brother got me the Cowboy Bebop uh, sa- uh, uh, soundtrack um, record. Oh, what else did I get? <sighs> you got Space Dandy. You got a uh, oh, what's that girl on Instagram? The the No Colors album. I actually checked oh, into shit. her after seeing <clears throat> that. Was, that. So that was a gift to myself. Soccer Mommy. Shout out to Soccer Mommy. I got Color Theory and I got the other album, her first album, Clean. I love that you buy everything on Bible, uh, Vinyl? Vinyl now by the Dude. Bible. Wow. Well, that's we, we're going to coin that. Bible. Pangea. <laughs> but uh, no, I actually respect that you've been doing that. I've wanted to get a vinyl player so long, but it's like I'm trying to relax and I, not uh, like, go nuts with my money. But uh, it's, uh, it's just like relaxing. Oh, okay. I got a French press too. Oh, I did you? Fr- ha- yeah. How are you liking Dude, it? Dude, I'm not going to lie. I just like – I like uh, – the process of doing shit. I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know. It brings me in. So I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, so I put on the record this morning. I, we had, what did I put on first? I didn't put Soccer Mommy on first. I put um, Brent Fire's uh, Fuck the World album on there. Very and, nice. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, not to interrupt you, but I saw that you got that signed Big Crit album. Dude, oh, fucking shit. kudos. I love yeah. Big Crit. Well, He's very so underrated. He uh though his pre he just does that with his pre-orders. He doesn't say that he does that, but I got ooh, his last album, fuck, uh, Crit is here. And that came signed. 
And then so I, he's still pretty underground, though, correct? No, that's the thing. He's like, dude, honestly, like his name describes him a king remembered well, in time. But what, what I mean Chris is, like, says. is he under a major label or does he do no, things so independently? He, he left. Yeah, he's independent. But I mean, he's he's he gets to do what he wants, and honestly, his last couple albums have been amazing, in my opinion. I, I remember mean, when you introduced me to him. We were uh, driving from your house to go meet yeah, up with uh, Kristen Brittany at the. Yes, dude. Oh God, hon, you just said the name. We got we got cheers to that. We're uh, putting on liquid sleeves right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like a little liquid courage for Christmas, guys. It's uh, again to all of our gentlemen from Kentucky. We salute you. Shout out, cheers. Kentucky. I'm doing this because it's cold. But yeah, uh, that's fucking, the only reason I'm doing it too. I haven't ate this morning. It's just like the process of doing things for some reason. Like I don't know, brings me in. And it also distracts me. I need. I have like, I don't think I have ADD or anything like that. But I feel like I always need to be doing some of my hands. Well, it's that TLC you put into it because I remember you, yeah. when we started drinking. Because you know we've been using a French press for like a year now, and it's like we were using Keurig cups for years, but we've never turned back. We still got like yeah. the disposable Keurig cups and stuff. But it's uh, what you're saying is like you like doing some with your hands. It's like the process. It's that little extra bit of TLC. Yeah. Even how minute it is, it makes it all the more worth. Like you know, the end game uh, ultimately. Get, I, for me, it makes me appreciate it. Whatever it is, more like I, I never uh, ground up coffee before. You know, I never actually paid attention oh, so to the type actually, of coffee. Did you get coffee beans and grind them? Well, I had. It's like Starbucks Pike, I think. Coffee oh, we, beans. We uh, we drink the Verona. I don't know. See, I'm still getting up. into it, but uh, yeah. So grinding those up, she Brittany got like this really nice blender. Um, ground ground that up. I smelling the beans and shit, and then putting the beans in, learning how to like actually uh, boil water and all this shit. Like I don't know. It was just it just it was pretty interesting to me. It probably sounds boring on tape, but anyways, yeah. Doing anyone that, and then who's having done the, it knows what we're right, talking about. Having the record playing it's just i don't know like literally all i did this morning was drink my coffee and then read my my records like uh the lyrics to the songs and shit but yeah eventually we got the soccer mommy and uh she's 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 amazing artist people should check her out she's like uh 90s sadder type of shit but i mean shout out soccer mommy yep we hope you hear this but uh no the reason i was asking about uh big crit (laughs) is because uh so you know i'm it's funny because uh so you said he it's one of those things you buy his record and he doesn't say he's gonna do it but he does shit came signed so when uh that must have been one of the best fucking he initialed my letters on there i was like what br what the fuck does that mean i was like oh shit he initialed your fuck oh dude that's big crit and then it's he's he signed br unless that means something else that i don't know but that's why that's real Uh, Be real, <laughs> you know, kind of like uh, from Cypress Hill. Yeah, but uh, now the reason I ask is because uh, you know I got really into Tom McDonald there for a little bit. It's definitely him. You yeah. know, it's funny you say that because I remember when I got my Tom McDonald albums in the mail and I was like really stoked that day after the podcast because the mail like remember it drove up and I ran out afterwards. Yeah, I do. So I, I like that DIY stuff that artists do. Like artists that show appreciation to the fan is is really nice. He's still signing Crazy. albums and sending them out to this yeah. day, dude. It's like, and that's one of the things. It's like I love some of those independent artists because it's like some people you got to pay an outrageous amount to get a signature or something, yeah. even on something you order special. But Tom McDonald, dude, two albums, twenty five dollars, both signed. And the only reason I know that he actually did is because they have video of him signing them repeatedly. He's done easily like ten thousand albums in the last six months. Dude. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. You I, don't need I, to I love independent artists. artists, dude. Because you know what's crazy? Because Eminem dropped his uh, was it songs to die to or songs oh, yeah, to get the, murdered the to or whatever. What was it? 
first day it released, you know, Nat and all that came out. Uh-huh. Tom McDonald released a fucking song and knocked him out of number one on uh, iTunes. His childhood <laughs> that, hero. That's pretty cool. They made a shirt out of that chart, too, just to make it. Cl- it's like, but, dude, it's crazy to think because it's him, his girlfriend, and a camera in, like, their recording studio in the house. Yeah. He has no, it's like, that's what I love about independent artists. It's like some people are so fucking good, they're knocking out the kingpins almost. I'm not, I'm not like, throwing any shade at right. Eminem because, you know, who doesn't love Eminem? He's one of the goats. But Tom McDonald, the day he dropped his new album, knocked all of Eminem's songs out number one and got number one on his fucking song, really insane. Like, I, I respect that kind of shit. It's a, shout out, Tom McDonald. You'll never hear this, but I love you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely respect, and I definitely respect artists doing that. And it shows you that they also appreciate um, the things. But I, I, I want to I wanna add, people love seeing raw talent. And people love receiving that, like, that connection with them. I honestly, that's why I appreciate Big Crit as much as I do. Big Crit is probably, like, honestly, he's, he's going to end up being the king remembered in time. Like, I really believe that. Because all the shit that he drops is great. It's like straight up, like a lot. It's very core to hip hop. His music is pretty rap, good. Like, a, you know? it's not that mumble shit either. He well, puts his heart into. I, it I appreciate like, the mumble stuff too. I, w- I would appreciate a very raw mumble, mumble rap. But like, uh, for example, like it uh, to me, it brings it back more to like the roots. But anyways, he shows appreciation in a lot of ways, and he's he's very connected to his fans and stuff, and I, I love that shit. I really do. I hate when artists get big and they don't they can't have that connection anymore, whether it's because who they are or because they just they're too famous. But I want to say Eminem is still like that. Eminem, it, like Stan, is is easily almost a perfect song. It in really my opinion. is. No, like, and it's almost not even. Of actual song it's so weird it's coming from a, a third party perspective but that's interesting where you're talking about it because that's why i'm going that's where i'm getting at with independent artists it's like they build such a fucking name for themselves it's like look where eminem yeah. did no i'm not i'm not by any means saying eminem sold out like he bought on with dre because dre saw his you gotta sell talent. And dre was one of the fucking like he was one of the kings at the time so obviously he saw something in eminem but to see these guys who have come out in the last 10 years and, like, rocking fucking charts. But it's, like, not even that, but, like, Post just Malone. A, he oh, yeah, Post Malone, fucking dude, mind. People, people hate on Post Malone. I think I that dude's him. fucking fantastic. I, I like everything about him. I love the uh, episode Joe Rogan where him and Joe were tripping shrooms. Like, they took shrooms yeah. right before the podcast, and they were just fucking geeking out the entire... That was a fucking hilarious episode. See, that's, that's to me, like, I, I, I understand the term uh, selling out. But at some point, you got to make your money. You got to spread your name. At, you know, you got to do things to kind of like, you know, get bigger. I mean, that's that's just that's the name of the game. You got to think about the future. And well, that's what I'm saying because Topic Dow, dude, his first video was like seven, eight years ago, I think. It's a music video. Like, and mind you, by the way, back then, he didn't look anything like he does. He like he had a few of the face tattoos, the dollar gotta signs evolve. on people, the People want to see it. The fans want to see it. But he was dressed up in like straight up cowboy attire, like flannel tucked in with cowboy riff boots riff. and shit. Look at riff riff exactly. <laughs> with the shark grill. <laughs> My mango. <laughs> people people <laughs> call it appropriation, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a way about it. And, you know, some people are blatant. Some people like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how exactly to describe it with words, but the, you could tell. People can tell. Well, some people get pissed about it. I'm not going to dive into this, but bring it up later because I do want to expand on that because uh, because of my dreadlocks, I do want to go a little bit off that of the cultural appropriation topic. Not that I'm canceling or trying to feud anybody. I'm, I'm merely giving m- my opinion of that situation. But, like, 
Anyways, going on about what we were talking about, uh, Tom McDonald, dude, his first music video, very well done. He hadn't even met his current girlfriend yet that, like, shoots all of his videos now with her awesome camera and everything. And, like, mind you, it's, like, one of the cameras, like, you had, like, they do all their shit out of their house and everything, order props, like, the backgrounds, everything, but... You got these guys that were literally no one, and they take pictures from when they performed at American Legion for the first time versus where they're performing. You know, of course, not this year, but the most recent show they've done. And it's a crowd in a populated city. And it's like seeing people make it that far, you know, you just got to respect what they're doing because, you know, they start out as nothing. Tom McDonald didn't really get any recognition, in, in my personal opinion, like he does now until about two years ago. Because he blew up overnight over... I'm not sure which song it is, shamefully enough, because I'm such a fucking fan of his. Like, yeah. I love his music. But he blew up overnight, and then, like, everything started going better for him, dude. Like, I mean, they were living in a fucking, like, roach-infested apartment. They bought their own house in, like, Hollywood, California, because merely off what he does on YouTube, he doesn't release anywhere else. It's Spotify and YouTube and maybe iTunes, and that's what he fucking does. It's like, you really gotta respect that, because he kept grinding... For all those years, like five or six years with no one noticing, and then people all of a sudden found him, and he blew up overnight, and like all of a sudden, like he's able to live out his dream. And it's like I'm sure that goes for Big Crit, dude. It's like you start in a fucking basement, and you get to the studio, and it's like who do you have to thank by except the people that got you there, like the fans. It's like, and that's what I love about Tom McDonald. He always expresses his appreciation, no matter what goal he just reached within however many days or hours. He always says, I couldn't have done this without you guys. He's like, you aren't my fans. You are my family. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten here. And, you know, that's the kind of, like, raw emotion that, like, I really appreciate in independent artists because, like, it's really, it's like, if it wasn't for the fans, there's nothing there, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love music. I love artists. Dude, I am fucking tipsy. Yeah, I feel it. We've been taking. We just took two, uh, two, two what? doubles. Two doubles. We've taken four shots. Big ass shooters. Holy shit! Yeah, Ooh. I feel it too. But, uh, me and Brittany were talking yesterday. I was watching Rick Ross's Instagram, uh, Instagram stories, and like, of course, like it's lavish, right? They live in uh, the Holyfield Mansion that he bought, and like everyone was opening these really nice gifts. And me and Brittany were just sitting there, and we were like, "Man, like." I wonder that I wonder if like after a while of just being rich and having Christmas, if it's just like it, you don't you don't get that feeling anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like after a while, like it, it, like those those gifts have to be usual. Like you, come on, you're Rick yeah, Ross, like you're, 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 you're it's, rich, it's a you're, get, you're getting some of the best already. It's yeah. like you get those things. It's like I'm glad you brought that because I wanted to go back to our uh, original subject that we were talking about like 10, 20 minutes ago. So, what was the Christmas present you got most stoked about? Or at least, uh, like, what was your uh, what was your main domain, if you will? Uh, I know what, what you're you saying. Because um, I know you got a couple good animes like Cowboy Bebop, Space Dandy, and then yeah. you got your records, of course. Uh, I I don't know. I I'd have to say it was. I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, like none of those hit like that. What I was what I was most surprised about, right, was my little brother getting me the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Um, that shit just caught me by fucking surprise, to be honest. But I don't know. Like I, it, I sound, it's gonna sound corny. It's gonna sound corny. But like no bullshit. This year's Christmas just felt nice. 
and it snowed a little bit. And I was just like, that wow. That was pretty magical. We had real Christmas snow for the first time. God, I don't even know how many years, dude. It yeah. was it was a dusting, but nonetheless. Yeah, it was just a really good feeling. I'm not going to lie. This this year was uh, special in its own way. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But gift-wise, I like the fact that uh, Brittany, like, she, she stepped out of her comfort zone. She got me stuff, and they completely surprised me. This watch... Like, I don't really like watches, and when I opened this gift, she was very like, oh, I don't know if you're going to like it, this and that. But, dude, when I opened this watch, I was like, holy shit. Dude, this it's is crazy nice. how presents can get you by that because it's shit you didn't think you'd normally like. It's more it's about just... the feeling, for real. Like, it's it's definitely about them, like, take, you know, like someone stepping you. out. Right. Well, not, yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it's just very nice to think that someone thinks that about you. No, it it's a wonderful feeling, dude. Like, uh, Chris did something similar for me. So, um, it, as you know, if you guys haven't heard before, I am a I think big. She fan. gets she gets you really good shit. Like, good things that really click with you. Yeah, like She's we only we, we get each other under like ten presents per year, but we we try Damn, to make that's them a lot. count for under ten. <laughs> well, I don't want to nice. sound like we're doing like nine, eight. Like yeah. we get ourselves presents. We do about under seven presents, but. Yeah. You know, we we try to make them count for what they are. Like, I, I felt really bad last year because, you know, I fell in hard times and everything, and yep. I wasn't able to get her a lot. So this year I wanted to make up. Didn't get her a lot, but I got her what she definitely wanted. She yep. let me know, and I ordered things. But uh, one of the things she got me, dude, and I'm, I, I love it. So if that anyone's listening, to this, lighter. you guys need to see this goddamn lighter. Dude, Sorry this thing is you. fucking majestic. This is some Yakuza <laughs> initiate shit. It's so crazy. Sorry. I love it. No, dude, don't be sorry. I fucking uh, so Tammy got Blake and I both one, and we both went outside and lit them at the same time. That's it's just like, amazing. Dude, these things are fucking amazing. And the craziest thing, no butane, all electric. It's a fucking. I love it. It's a low it's volt like laser, dude. Look at the fucking X. I'm calling all X Men right now. This is dope. But, uh, no, Chris uh, got me a, a shirt from, uh, you know, my idols that really inspired me to podcast. Last podcast on the left. Oh, Shout out uh, Marcus Parks, Henry Zabrowski, and Ben Kessel. You guys are fucking amazing. But she uh, she got me a – so they did a, a new shirt recently. It's like a Polaroid. It's them doing one of those awkward 80s family photos where they're, like, holding each other's shoulders behind each other, looking out in different With directions. With a laser beam background. Hey, I wish. But, <laughs> no, nah, nah, she got me that, and then uh, she also got me. It's funny because uh, like, it sums up my personality perfectly. It's an alien smoking a joint, holding up a middle finger, and nice. it says, I come in peace. And I was like, you literally know me to nice. like a T, dude. And then her mom did something really cool. Shout out, Tammy. I love you. She got me, uh, so, uh, you know the whole conspiracy of Stanley Kubrick, the director of, uh, The Shining, Faking the Moon Landing for NASA and all that back in 69? I did not know. Oh, I got some shit to tell you, baby. She also got me, uh, a book called The Great American Conspiracies. Dude, I was reading that in my car last night, and I don't ever fucking read, but I, it pretty much is one of those books that, even if you're a believer or a doubter, it separates the fact from fiction. It's fucking phenomenal. But she, uh... She got me a shirt, so there's this big conspiracy in case you guys haven't heard about it, and of course, if you weren't just listening in the last 20 seconds, Stanley Kubrick, uh, there's a conspiracy that he helped direct and fake the moon landing of 1969 with Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, and she got me a fucking shirt that says the Stanley Kubrick film landing film crew with the moon on the back and on the front it says NASA Vision and the old Panavision fucking logo. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, I came with a little bag with a lollipop in it. Peach Mango. Who would have thought of two of my favorite fruits? And they sent that and they also wrote a little note because it was from Tammy. said, Tammy, the eagle has landed. That's fucking crazy. Dude, it's just like little things That's like that. It's like, crazy. but she bought me, she got, she got us all Talk books like that. Talk about niche. That shit hits. Yeah, oh, uh, like I like that. that. Uh, I, should, I have found enjoyment 
just listening to it. Yeah, dude, it's just one of those <laughs> That shit is You want to know the best part? Oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. They sent a little casting call flyer for the nice. times and all the uh, the properties necessary for the fucking shoot. Nice. It's literally a fake poster. Now, right. granted, I don't know what I believe about the moon landing. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that Stanley Kubrick faked it for everyone, but I will say that is a fun fucking theory to play around with. And anyone who knows me personally knows I love a good conspiracy. Yeah. Maybe I just love it for the fact that it's there and not that I believe it. But it, like you, we've said with aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, all that, it's that magic. You don't, well, you don't it, know. It bl- yeah, exactly. It blends reality with fiction or possibly yeah, fiction. Because there's no definitive exactly. answer, your imagination is left up. And yeah. It's like the fucking possibilities are endless. But it's like a good story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I wish I was a great storyteller because like I, I know some great storytellers, and I think you're one of them. I think you have. I think you hit often with your stories, but. There's some people that can really craft the story. You know, like, they'll tell a, a very loosely uh, factual story, but they'll add shit just to make the story interesting. So it's oh, like, yeah. oh, man, like, scary stories. My uncle's really good with scary stories. That's what I really loved about and that, that series, 112263, about JFK. And so remember, that's what, uh, God, that was, like, fucking five years ago what? when, uh, it was a short story by Stephen King called 1122 It was that uh, novel about hits. him. Uh, I don't know if it was a short story or novel. I haven't read but it was uh, that show with James Franco in it, and he played that dude uh, pretty much this guy he knows found a wormhole and he travels back to 1961 and the whole fucking end game of that show is he has to prevent the assassination of Kitty on 112263. It's just things like along that line. What the fuck were we talking about? God, I am tipsy as shit. I don't know. I don't even know either. Happy late post. Oh, it's that uh, storytelling where you're adding some fact, but then adding your own fiction to it to make it match it. Dude, that story, like yeah. just the time travel. So and like good. the funny thing is like, I, I don't want to give spoilers. I, I just recommend watch it. But like the fact and fiction, like the mix of that story. Stephen King always does it perfectly. Dude. God bless Stephen King because he's one of the fucking kings of horror. Like, I love everything he does. It's crazy how many stories he's come out with. Uh, So, (laughs) I like reading books from time to time, but Stephen King has written a bunch of shit that I have no idea about. And and on Netflix, there was this one, I want to say it was called The Grass or something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Uh, 1922. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, sorry. uh, It's this, uh, yeah, the grass, the grass. Is it the call of the grass? So these people park at this church and get drawn into this cornfield, right? And they get lost and they get get trapped and lost. Well, they get lost inside the cornfield, but they also are trapped. And they're led around by these people that worship this stone in the middle of like the the uh, the cor- the cornfield, and it just traps him there. It's so fucking bizarre and weird, but he gets you to get drawn in, like as the viewer, into this whole like weird fucking story he made up about this cornfield drawing you in and killing you and harvesting you and somehow trying to feed its way back into the stone that these people worship. It's so fucking weird, but it's just like, how the hell did you come up with that? You know, the how the hell did you flesh that out? And how did you make it so fucking The Phantom Cluster makes you, the way you just said that is like at the end of the first uh, chapter of the remake of uh, It, where Pennywise is like, Dude, no, it is another you go, I'll it. take him, and you can go and grow old till the weeds take you back. So it's fucking like, weird. It's crazy to hear that kind of shit because that's, you know, it's crazy because most of his stories take place in the same universe. Like, I, I did not know what, that. That's that's super. There's cool little subtle details, to, dude. To think it's about. like, and one of the thing uh, I forget what book it is, and it really like 
bums me out knowing that because like I'm into this kind of stuff, like the connections of universes and stuff. But uh, in one of his books, dude, they're walking through a sewer tunnel, like uh, a couple of adult, uh, young adults or kids or something at the time, and they say Pennywise lives, and it just mentioning that they saw it in passing and that was it. In it. But that indicates that it all takes place because you also got to think most of his stories, if not all of them, take place in Maine. I did, I and they do bring up Derry from time to time to Derry, Maine, where it takes place. So it's like his his stories are definitely connected. Now, like I can't say all of the major ones, but a lot of them take place in the same universe. Just to do that little, because he's a fucking Arthur. Why wouldn't you do Arthur? Wow, Arthur. <laughs> I am so bad at pronouncing that. I I apologize, but <laughs> Kentucky's me. coming out of us. Oh yeah, the Kentucky's uh, the Kentucky's slapping a little harder than usual. Yeah. Uh, Thank Man, you, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, still, I'm, I'm still, I'm still vibing off the Christmas feel. I'm like, oh. dude, that's that's why I was run off of uh, this morning at work. When I came in, I was like, I haven't slept since 4 a.m. this morning. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. They're like, you. Even one lady's like, you look good. It's like yeah. for for not sleeping for 24 hours, True. it's like your face looks normal. But the way I see it, it's just like, I just looked at everyone. I don't know what it's exactly like, came. You live in it. I was born in it. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. You think the darkness <laughs> is your friend? I didn't see the light until I was a man. But uh, no. that's that's Rodney for real. He, the sleep schedule has been shit for a consistent I don't God, know, ten like, years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, up. dude, no joke. Like anytime, like I try to bitch, it's like I always just like counteract with that because it's like I'm not trying to complain because it's like it's not like I haven't done this for years. Like Tammy was really upset when she found out I had to work uh, going to work at ten last night. She's like, "I'm sorry, you have to work on Christmas." And I was like. Well, to be real, it's not like I haven't done it for, like, the last six years. So, yeah. it's like, because I've worked at UPS, FedEx, all that. I mean, you you get Christmas Eve off, but then you come in for fucking... Because, like, here's the funny thing. Anybody that works at UPS, they get this uh, notion that uh, it's like, uh, oh, after Christmas, everything's good. It's like, bitch, we got two months of returns. What the fuck are you talking about? I was about? just about to say, returns are a bitch. And Dude, I'm even, so happy even where I work anything. now, the fucking returns, they're going to be sporadic for the next yeah. two weeks. And it's just like, people just, uh, I don't. <laughs> Stop being so fucking greedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, life, life. But yeah, man, shit. Christmas banged this year. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, it, and you know what? It was I, good. I really, I really do miss our Christmas parties. Those, those are very underrated. And I, me and Brittany didn't. Well, I guess Brittany knows more about me, but me personally, I'll speak for myself. I didn't realize how much those impacted me. Like really you know what I'm count till yeah. they're not there type deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, shit. I had a good Christmas party with my my family. Like it's crazy what. Um, what kids can do to holidays. Like, so my nieces and nephews, like, it's just, it's really nice watching them, like, enjoy and us just being there and, like, you know, the yeah. vibe. Yeah, there's something I want to uh, state here for anybody listening that, you know, the large gatherings and stuff like that. I, I, I need to admit this only because, like, you know, my, my dad said this to me uh, Christmas Eve, and, you know, I trust my dad with what he says because he's, he's honest to a fault like me. This year has been tough on everybody, and we don't mention COVID a lot when it comes to, like, hanging out or gathering. I mean, we do this in the same studio, but here's the thing. We're staying safe. We're wearing face masks when necessary. Of course, going into business, out in public, anything. It's like, you know, it, it's the concept that, yes, it is there. And, you know, for our area specifically, you know, unfortunately for a few family members of mine that I'm not going to talk about, but people recently we know have caught COVID-19, but we try to keep this lighthearted on this show because the point of the show is, like, we want to give everybody a half-wit perspective of the world, man. It's like, 
you know, if something happens, shame on us. But at the same time, we're trying to say it's like, you know, hey, there's still some light in this darkness we're going through. As, as much as politics are tainting the reality of people, we're doing this to keep the spirit alive because it's like you can still have fun. Don't be a fucking idiot and go out and hang at a 30-person par- uh, party. Now wear a face mask. Don't don't be silly. You know, as silly as it. I mean, even at Christmas yesterday, there were six of us in the house, maybe seven. And uh, it was six. God, this Kentucky gentleman. <laughs> Shout out, Kentucky. Semantics. But it, it, it's the whole concept of we're trying to keep this lighthearted. We don't we don't want to talk about too serious of topics unless something crazy happens yeah. and stuff. It's like we want to keep the, you know, the spirit of Christ. Like you said, this year was a good Christmas. I'm glad you see it that way, dude, because some people at work, I, you know, I was all hyped up this morning. I was running off Christmas cheer alone. I, How was your Christmas? Well, as good as it's going to be. It's like, dude, this Christmas, this year, I'm not going to lie. It's like it was just as good as any other year. And, you know, it. I feel bad because Chris doesn't uh, want to open. I tell her, it's like, open presents? Why am I open presents at our in-law's house? She's like, no, I want to watch you because she sees that little yeah. twinkle in my eye and the excitement yeah. that comes out. Like, as soon as I got that Kubrick landing, uh, moon landing film crew shirt, I showed everybody and freaked <laughs> out, dude. Like, it's just those little things, though. It's like... Definitely dude, makes you appreciate fi- who you're around, even if you have a bad time, man. I, there's... I can think about at least five different people that would straight up just be like, hey, just come over to my place. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's that Christmas spirit. It's this time of year. It's the camaraderie and the love that you want to yeah. share because it's like this is the time of year to do it. I mean, you know me. My big my big part of the year is Halloween, Chris and I both. But me personally, at least for me, I'm speaking for myself, Christmas is my big holiday because it's like, like you said, all the fucking uh, the Christmas parties and stuff, it's like, the memories we shared out through the year. I mean, honestly, dude, like, when Brennan moved out of my house, we hung for a while and got drunk a lot and, like, watched random movies and fell asleep. But we didn't hang out on a regular whim like we usually do now. But those Christmas parties, the reason we all started, like, hanging out so consecutively again is because I went to this Christmas party. I said, this girl, hey, she might still like you a little bit. And you showed up. And the funniest thing is you didn't want to come at first. You're like, I don't know, man. I'm going to be tired of the new Star Wars movie coming out. Brittany wants you to come. Fuck, dude, I'll be there in like two hours. That shit was a You good showed Christmas. up 15 minutes after that fucking movie ended. But it, it, that's why I loved it because it's like, you know, you know, Corey and Kayla moved my brothers, and it's like, yeah. but you're still my brother too. And it's like, the fact that you're still around is what keeps Christmas really special too. Uh, granted, the I Christmas party that. wasn't this year. No, I appreciate you, dude, because it's like, it's hard to find people that you can make you feel that way, but it's like, me and you have had our differences, but you're level-headed enough, and I'm stupid enough for us <laughs> to always get along. It's just like we, we have a level of understanding. Don't you laugh at me, motherfucker. That's I'm just it. speaking from the it heart. This is funny. No, I I, no, I feel it, man. I no, didn't but mean it's to like it, it's kept all. it. No, I, I get the laugh. I was uh, I'm a pessimist. I always down myself or a realist, however you want to see it. But it's like that's what keeps Christmas special, dude. It's like the people you love and cherish. You have them around. And even if it's that one time a year, dude, it's that little, little, little bit that makes the fucking year worth waiting for because it's like you guys just have times and it's like you could go with seeing, out seeing each other for years. Nothing's changed almost. You sit there and vi- – I mean, Bruno, how many pictures do we have from the last five years? Six years. Whew. We've had six Christmases. All of our – almost 90% of our uh, Instagram posts have been from years past. Like, yeah, yeah, most of our I really stuff- wish we still had a lot of the – video and uh photos we've taken throughout oh the god years. yes yeah it's crazy maybe. it's yeah, crazy no, i but this is that's what i'm talking about it's like oh hold on oh 
It's all about the Ooh. quality, not quantity, folks. Ugh. Sorry, I just burped and whiskey came back up. That was horrible because I haven't it's eaten beautiful. for You got to go to work later, don't you? No, I'm off tonight. Oh, beautiful. Baby, why do you think I'm drinking? I want you to know you're my favorite podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, don't, go, don't, go on don't. fucking American Idol. You're Who's that? I just want you to know. You're my oh Pharrell man, what the fuck is wrong with me? Pharrell, I do. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't heard that one. <sighs> I love drinking, folks. I don't know I'm why. I'm not gonna lie, drinking's bringing me back into the Christmas vibe. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like I all right. So I'm I'm not trying to get dark here, but you know, unfortunately, my mom's in glory now. She went with God the, earlier this year. Rest in peace, mom, my biological mother. But because of that, uh, my mom died of a disease related to alcoholism, and um, I've been very, yeah. very uh, cautious about how I drink, only because, you know, you know whether I can explain or not, that did affect me a tiny bit, and I've tried to be very, like, I mean, even you know that I've tried to be very ginger with my drinking, but it's like... Tammy got me this bottle of whiskey, and I've been wanting to get whiskey. Dude, it's funny as shit. She got you Kentucky Gentleman? Dude, hell yeah. This is a <laughs> fucking handle awesome. for $20. Yeah, Kentucky Gentleman, you guys are doing a fabulous you job. You guys have held us dearly towards your heart for, I don't know, so many years. You, you've you brought Bruno and I closer shit, together than we could have ever thought. brought Brittany and I closer together. That's what I'm saying. Dude, <laughs> Kentucky Gentleman, bottom shelf whiskey, oh, it's fucking so A-game time. We won't, we won't denounce Virginia... What is it that, called? Virginia, Virginia Gentleman. Virginia Gentleman. That was our good. fucking roots when so, we started yeah, drinking we, whiskey just, consistently Kentucky's together. Kentucky's just cheaper. <laughs> Kentucky's just cheaper. All right, now that you bring that up, I got a <laughs> really... For some reason, Virginia is like on top of the shelf of Kentucky, but like literally in all types of ways. We're I the think same it's level. only because <clears throat> when you drink it, you feel the hair grow out on your nipples and I don't shit. Whereas Kentucky, that. it's a so, smoother simple. <laughs> I want to say, I, I say this. Brittany is the one that showed us up like a little bitch. And I'm sure a lot of people will probably be like, oh, I've drank that shit. It's nothing. But like straight up, when we used to drink uh, Virginia Gentleman, at least. Brittany we like, shows us we, up. We, we would wince. We were like, oh, this shit is just too strong. It tastes like shit. But Brittany Brittany's straight up. drinking it like a cup yo, of coffee. Be like, you fucking and Brittany, bitches. Brittany is not like a drinker like that. She's just, she's just the boss. I love it, dude. I love it. But uh, going to that Virginia Gentleman subject, I need to bring, uh, you know, of course, our, our buddy Cameron, we've mentioned uh, before, he, he hung out with us regularly for well, many bro. years. We did music together. We uh, we saw the legalization of marijuana for the first time in 70 years Glorious. with him. You know, hey, dude, shout out to you and your family. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. But he was the one who started bringing around Kentucky Gentleman. And I remember That's specifically right. one That's day. Right. Because, I mean, dude, I at the time I was unemployed, shamefully enough. I'm saying shamefully a lot shame, today. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Game of Thrones reference. That show sucked on the ending. Don't watch it. Um, but, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> dude, the fucking last season was garbage. Are you All shit? Right, hold on. Continue, continue. Yeah, definitely. Don't even get me started. I haven't even rewatched the series for two years because of that. But, uh, no, Cameron, I uh, start bringing around Virginia Gentleman. Mind you, I didn't have, again, shamefully, I didn't have a job at the time. I would go like four or six months at a time without a job because I was a punk fucking kid. Well, Cameron would come to my house. He wouldn't knock on the door because he knew it might bother my pappy a little bit. He would throw acorns and mulch at my window. I'd wake up. He'd be sitting there with a big old smile with a little bag of weed and a big bottle of fucking whiskey. <laughs> Virginia Gentleman. It's like, all right, it's like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Right, I'll go and lock the door. And I remember one day we all uh, went through the woods. It had snowed, and we were walking through the woods, and we were just, like, drinking, smoking a little bit at the time, you know, having a good time on a winter day. And uh, 
we came back and uh, so my buddy Joe he had a he had an acid flashback because he cracked his back. I don't know how viable those uh, those sources really are because I've never had it happen. But uh, he told me 15 minutes in the walk that he'd been uh, tripping for about 15 minutes. I was like, oh word. Well, you know, we walk around the woods. You run into a hunter up in a tree staring at us. We come back to Pappy's. Well, Joe grabs a fucking chunk of ice out of the ground because it had snowed, then rained. And he tried to hit me with it. And, dude, I don't know what came over me, but I had this total fucking James Bond moment where I grabbed his wrist, grabbed his neck, and threw him to the ground. <laughs> and then I pulled some LAPD <laughs> shit. I put my fucking knee on his throat and pushed his hand away. I was like, drop it. And I smacked it away. He said, dude, I've been tripping for an hour and a half. This is not cool. I picked this motherfucker. I was like, Joe, what are you doing? I brushed the snow off him. I felt terrible, but Virginia Gentleman is what got me into drinking whiskey. And But Kentucky Gentleman, that's my tried and true. When you need affordable and quantity at the same time while having quality, Kentucky Gentleman is the way to go. But I did enjoy Virginia Gentleman because I was like, wow, this is our fucking state right here, bitch. You better get I, off I don't, that phone. I, you better talk to I me. Never, I never understood. Well, I guess I can understand nowadays, but except for Everclear, like I don't understand people's like snob snobbiness for liquor. You know what I'm saying? I, I can understand. It's to always an been about like the experience. Yeah, no, like I, I, I love getting drunk regardless, dude. Like again, my mom after she passed, I've been a little bit more cautious. I don't know of if it. I like being getting drunk or just drinking. I I think I like the process of drinking getting tipsy, but once I get drunk it's just like I'm just pissed off because you know, <laughs> we're at that age where we wake up and feel like well, shit better. everything hurts the yeah. next day, but I do love like having a good time while drinking because you know, you know. Unfortunately, liquor brings out the worst and best in some people. But it's just like, for me personally, it's like it brings out the honesty and it's like the camaraderie. Like I'm not a mean drunk, dude. I'm really not. The meanest I've ever got is like where a hater fell asleep on my bed after it was a. It was so. This is a funny story. I never actually drank to begin with in my whole life. I had a couple Mike's Rodney, Hard Lemonades. Can, can you rock by yourself for a spit while why, why, I uh, piss? Yeah, take a piss. All right, I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, I can do this. Well, what this I is going to be a long cast, by the way. Yeah, this is going to be a long one. Hopefully, we're doing two hours today, baby. I Christmas we, special, end of the fucking first season. Exactly. And you guys are the reason why. Thank you. While we're freezing. Oh, yeah, while we're freezing. Our tootsies are fucking chilling right tootsies? now. Tootsies, hell yeah, bitch. But, uh... No, uh, excuse my language. But, uh, no, uh, what I was, uh... Bruno, what the fuck was I talking about? Hater, right, thank you. All right, so, uh, I got a couple friends that were over for this night. But, you know, at the time, uh, I'd gotten drunk with my brother a few times. You know, I had a, a little bit of Mike's Heart Lemonade, Smirnoff Vices, you know, easing me into drinking. I never got into beer or anything like that, like a couple of my high school friends. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we had a... It was about three months before I turned 21, First time I'd ever gotten legitimately drunk. I had some Jägermeister. I just started dumping it into an old, like, fucking, like, uh, I don't even know what to call it, the kind of cup. I'm sure people know what I'm talking about, but it's an old ceramic type of cup with blue splotted paint all over it. But uh, I just dumped it in. I don't know how, but because it tasted like licorice, I was just able to chug it. And dude, dude. I got to tell you now, I'm sorry for that. Again, I'm apologizing. I got to stop that shit. But uh, we, uh, we got drunk for the first time, and all I remember is the only time I've ever been truly, truly mean because I actually got mad while I was drinking. Because I'm a, I'm a happy drunk. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that if you look at him funny, he'll fucking smack you. Like, I have a good time while I drink. Well, my buddy had fallen asleep in my uh, bed. I had two beds in my room, one for me, one for my roommate, and uh, he 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 went to sleep on my bed. 
And I got pretty upset about it because I had work within three hours. I'd been up all night drinking for the first time drunk. And, you know, at the time I was like uh, 20 years old. So I was like happy to fucking go to work the next day. But I came in. This dude passed out on my fucking bed. Shout out, hater. Shout out, Ali Magic, his brother. Check him out on Instagram. Love you guys. I do way too many shout outs as well. This is a fucked up episode for the last one. But we are winging it and it is raw, baby. Yelling, well, it came down because that's what I do. I'm do ride the wave. I'm feeling it right now. We're gonna have to adjust the levels on this bitch. Possibly, but uh, no. Nah, Hater fell asleep oh, in my shit. bed, and I remember I got so fucking pissed, Bruno, that I saw him sleeping in my bed because I had worked in three hours. I was like, Bruno, all right, excuse me, Hater, I need to get up, and he didn't respond, move, twitch, anything. I was like, Hater, I need to go to bed. Get the fuck out of my bed. Go to the other bed. He's not in there. No response. And I finally just looked at him and said, Hater, I'm going to grab your ankle and pull you off my fucking bed if you don't get up. He didn't respond. So I go up and grab his ankle, and that's when our friend Diana, uh, she uh, she goes, Rodney, hold on. It's like, Hater, you got to get up, dude. As quiet, meek as a kitten as she could. And this motherfucker gets up, looks all confused, goes to the other bed. I was like, dude, I was threatening and yelling at you to pull you off my bed, and you just didn't respond. That's what you're doing to me. Anyways, that's my first... That's the only time I think I've ever been mean when I was drunk. I, I got a little feisty on New Year's Eve 2013, and that's when Bruno and I officially became friends because I was trying to start fights with my brother, and I fell down on my face, and then you were the one who I didn't even know. I have, like, six of my friends standing in a row there. You were the one who picked me up. And uh, it, that is the true story of how Bruno and I became friends, actually. Yeah, it was so weird. When he picked I think... me up off of my face twice that night from falling down drunk, and you know what? After that, I didn't know what a bro was other than that. It was it was interesting because we started we didn't actually start hanging out afterwards until one of my exes brought me over to his house, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy." And I went over to his house, and it was like the chillest shit ever. Like it was so weird. There's there's some people in your life that do that do draw people in. And I'm very thankful to have a couple of those people in my life. And uh, it was just a very, like, <clears throat> the best way I can describe it is, like, uh, I don't know. It's like a 90s montage of what you think, like, 90s was. But it was such, I don't know. I, I don't even know if that even Keep going. I'm liking right. this. I'm liking this I don't know. For some reason, for some reason, it was just, it just felt very, like, no technology and it was all about camaraderie. Well, it's about that time that flip phones were converting to fucking smartphones too. Wait, it like. was just so weird. Like it was, I don't know. There's just a lot of camaraderie and a lot of just of uh, a community and like the people that Rodney did bring around, whether they were good or bad. It was just a very cool vibe, and it was just a very good time. If anything, I would describe it as an era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this I think a, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I respect it, dude, and I appreciate it because I, I'm not trying to, like, beat my own horn here. Honk, honk. But uh, <laughs> I will say this, and uh, I've only, I'm only saying this because someone else has spoken it to me, and it, it's not necessarily my view, but it made me feel good hearing it because it's that reassurance you need that, like, no matter what happens, when you're dead, you're dead, but you're not so dead if you left something behind and contributed. Oh, I hear that. And one of my buddies put it as, uh, you know, if it, if it wasn't for you, because, you know, think of how many different friends, like, I hung out with at the time, and then we all just start slowly hanging out together at a one person's house, and that's how we all became so tight together. And, you know, it's because I wanted to bring my friends around and meet each other, and it's like we, we became a family almost. And it's like, that's... 
That's one of the few things I really miss nowadays, thinking about that kind of stuff. It's like, I, I miss the camaraderie, because, you know, obviously we've all grown and, like, gone our separate ways in lives and done our own professions, but it's like, you know, at heart, if we all talked together in, this, in the same room at one time, it'd be like, yeah, I don't excuse think me, shit nothing changed. changed. No, absolutely not. I can not. say that about most of my friends, honestly, or the, most of the people that I've met that I've been close with in my life, at least, which is beautiful. Well, it's one of those things, like, it... it you know, that's why, you know, again, not to beat my own horror, but it's one of those things I really appreciate about what we all had together because it's like we were all literally a family. We all had each other's backs. We all hang out constantly. It's like some of us lived together. You guys, how many of you lived with me at one <laughs> point or another? I think everyone that hung out in that circle eventually has slept for at least a week at your house. Yeah, I mean, even when... When a couple of them got kicked out for like a day or two, they ended up staying a week in my house. But that was my thing. It's like shout out Pappy, Pappy, dude. Hey, you are the real MVP. Unknowingly and unwillingly letting us harbor your house as a no, Pappy. Truly, place to crash. You're you're a fucking. You're definitely a good person. A fucking legend, mate. Thank you for putting up with me so many years. I know you didn't like a lot of my friends, but the fact that (laughs) you 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 and Pappy were pretty much like bros. Oh, yeah, underneath sick. the skin. Yeah, underneath the skin. I was gonna say on top of the skin. What you guys saw was the worst. On of the it. sleeve, My it pappy's was a an old crotchety dude, but you know he he grew up during the Great Depression, came out at nineteen from a trade school, started his own business, and kept it going for like roughly fifty years. I mean, you gotta respect a guy like that because yep. you know he has no patience for anything. But he ultimately like. In the end game, he ultimately let all of my friends stay at the house as long as they needed to. He is and not a like, stupid man. No, he's not. And, you know, of all of you, he liked you the most. And, you know, Pappy's Surprisingly. Fucking, he's prejudices. Every time I talked to him, this guy had a fucking Coors Light in his hand. He was either on his lawnmower or leaning against something because he was just done doing Pappy something Pappy was fucking wasted all the time. <laughs> I remember <laughs> one night specifically. He had a fridge, literally one fridge dedicated full to Full of beer. fucking Coors Light, yeah, dude. Cold as the Rockies. Cold as the Rockies. And dude, the funniest part. Anyone dude. that says that light beer is for bitches, I bring you Pappy. That dude could drink 10 beers in one night and still talk and walk straight. Yeah. And he has a paralyzed leg Insane. from a chainsaw accident. So that should give you, all, give you fuckers that can't hold your ground. Take some lessons. I mean, this motherfucker was like late 80s doing something from the time he got up to the time he went to sleep. Oh, yeah, dude. He get up at like... Four in the morning, three in the morning. Oh, I couldn't sleep, so I went out and started doing this. Like, the dude kept working, laying brick for many a year. He still does to this day, and it's like, you know, unfortunately, it catches up a tiny bit with him. But the fact is, he's left behind his legacy, dude. Like, that, and that's what I was talking about. It's like, I want to leave behind that legacy. It's like, no, I might not be remembered for much, but hopefully what I'm remembered for is that I brought people together and showed everybody. It's like, hey, we can all get along, dude. But Pappy has done that with his fucking handiwork. Like... Pappy is a builder. He's been a mason. He's a 33rd degree mason, which, by the way, I've asked him about if he's part of the Illuminati, and I'm pretty sure he tried to kill me. That's a story for next (laughs) season when we get into a couple conspiracies and stuff. Oh, shit. But when it comes down to it, like, dude, what I'm getting at is Pappy's house was a safe haven, and, like, I'm really happy we all got to share that time there because if it wasn't strictly for Pappy being so lenient on me, we all might not have... We may have never have gotten as close as we were. And it's like, it's one of those things like, you know, you really start to see the impact it had once it's all said and done with. You look at it, it's just like, wow. It's like, I, yeah, I mean, like, I always say it to uh, Corey and like, you know, I don't know how many of you guys agree with me, but it's like, you know, at the time, dude, we were all kings. Nothing could bring us down. Yeah. So it's one of those moments in life 
And I, you know, I hope I hope everyone that's listening has had this moment, or I hope that you will have this moment at some point in your life. But it's just like one of those things where it's hard to think about your life and wonder, like you're what, trying to what, figure out how, where you no, are. No, what in I'm the trying world. to say is like I wonder where I would be if that never happened to me. That's what I'm trying to say. No, and hey, dude, you know what I'm saying? It's like one of those no, moments. No, like, I wow, I can't imagine my like, life without that moment. Yeah, it's like I mean, honestly, dude, like you being around still, like I just recognize how much that shaped everything we were around. And it's like yep. not just you, everybody, but you still being around. It's like. Shit, it still, all the boys it still, still gives that like, you know, it, it, like it, it, it cues that remembrance. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, man, life is nuts. Life is nuts. But that's the thing I like about Christmas and the holidays, man. It really just does bring you back. And you know, I've never been a man about like, oh, the new year. Like, I never understood it. But the older I get, the more I believe in like. I know the cruel word or the craw or the 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 raw word would be rituals, but like holidays are a ritual in the sense. And the older I get, the more I appreciate these things. And especially like, oh man, I, like I love Brittany and I love like her family because they really, you know, they, they get celebrate that. Christmas. That's, they get they, down I mean, even all holidays, man. Oh, I think women in general really really have this like tone. They have that vibe where like we show up with a fucking six pack of beer and we're just like, yeah, party time. But I they know. like they put that extra effort in. That's Dude, one of the things I've always special. talked about the Christmas parties at uh, my mother in law Tammy's house. She goes all out to make it feel like. Dude, Christmas, all those women dude. do. They we all take insane. pictures in there. It's just like, dude, it's. It's that fucking remembrance, because, you know, I, I'm not going to say I didn't have good Christmases growing up. Right. But, I mean, they literally go all out for Christmas. It's, like, one of those things that it really brings the spirit alive, and that's why I truly still love Christmas, because this family has kept it alive for me. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Christmas kind of sucked after I figured out Santa wasn't real, but, you know, that was by my own accord. No one confirmed that, but I had my suspicions, so I went digging under the Christmas tree one year and found some... You Santa know packages song? two weeks you early, that, and I was like, Santa writes a lot like my mom. You know that song uh, about like uh, mom, the kid finding the mom kissing Santa Claus and shit? I found mommy kissing Santa Claus? Yes. Yeah. Pangea! See, now, I didn't realize what that song was about until the past year. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> you're actually saying that because oh, Tammy like, just brought slut. that up at like, dinner no, last Bruno, night. No, Bruno, that's the mom kissing the husband dressed up as Santa. I was like, Pff. Wow, I feel like a dumbass. They have a Hallmark movie about that. Dude, those movies hit. I don't care what anyone says. The cheesier it is during the holidays, the better it is. I, uh, I There will never be another <laughs> Grinch other than Jim Carrey, though. I don't give a shit what anyone says. You know, it's, it's funny. I saw a meme recently. I talked about it this morning at work. Because someone last night, uh, someone mentioned at work that they had watched the original Cat in the Hat movie. I was like, dude... This original, like, uh, uh, the, the Michael Myers, the live action, excuse me, the live action, excuse me, and, uh, someone brought it up on Facebook, and I want to see, I want to see a live action movie where the Grinch and the Cat in the Hat cross paths oh, Michael Myers it, and yeah. Jim Carrey, yeah. and I just want to see a two hour long roast session, Yes, because that would be fucking money, those two, they'd never been in a movie together, as far as I'm Probably aware, so it's be. like, think about, think about the Phantom Clash, let alone the fucking actual clash that would happen at that time, like, Two of the goats of all time. Wow, the goats of all time. Wow. Uh, two of the goats fucking battling it out. It's like, dude, I think it'd be fucking great. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says. It'd be fucking fantastic. I would Have love you? to see that shit, and I love The Grinch as a Christmas movie. It's because I'm green, isn't it? No, Drip Carey's a legend. Michael Myers is a legend as well. Oh, yeah. You, got, you, you guys, you're the OGs. 
Fuck, I would have, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to ask you about a movie if you're partial about. All right, I was talking about the cat of the hat. Let's backtrack. Dude, for real, y'all who underestimate Kentucky gentlemen, don't be a bitch and drink some. You're going to you're going to get where this is coming Man, from. Speaking I, of which, again, like I don't I don't understand uh I never understood the the particularness of drinking a certain thing. I mean, I don't I honestly don't even like Captain Morgan. I think Captain Morgan's too sweet. I mean, I hate to admit it, but unfortunately, my taste for whiskey originally, besides Virginia Gentleman, because like I drank that when it was around, but I never went out of my way. My drinking started originally at my uh, at my divorce with my first wife. You know, not gonna dive into that. But I remember I went to a bar and I was just upset. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking drink this time. And I sat there. And I looked at the bartender. His name was a uh, his name was Dave. He's an awesome guy. I was like, Dave, what's gonna get me drunk and what's cheap? And he pours me. A fucking shot of Burnett's whiskey. He said, this will put hair on your Burnett's? chest. Really? Burnett's whiskey. You make whiskey? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. And I I think they have, like, something similar of a Zigzag Man logo on their bottle. I'm not sure, like, oh, what okay. to do with a beer. But, uh, a I, hipster. Dude, I drank it, and, you know, no joke. That's where, actually, my love for whiskey came from. Like, oh, the fuck. literally the most rail, numbing, tum-numbing whiskey you could think of. But that's where my love for whiskey starts because it's like I just I genuinely like brown liquor. Like I don't drink vodka, anything like that. It's like rubbing alcohol to me. That's because of me personally. You know, anyone else I'm not hating, but that's just me. I love whiskey though, and like when you guys introduced me to Virginia or not Virginia gentlemen, excuse me, Kentucky gentlemen, that was pretty much like what set me in stone that like you know I was gonna drink occasionally because you knew me for years, bro. I never drank once. Yeah. Like I rarely drank. I didn't even drink beer with you guys at the time. Like I would occasionally have a shot like every few months, and that was it because I wasn't big on it. But because of that like I found like the joy of like you know just getting along with your buds and having a good time while drinking. I'm not trying to sound like a fucking dipshit or anything, you know. Even though this is the Half Wits podcast, but it's one of those things like. Drinking, again, it brings out the worst and the best in people, and mm-hmm. sometimes you get the best of both worlds, sometimes you get the best of one. I'm glad that, like, I'm a I'm a kind drunk, though. I'm not, like, mean. Like, I just have a good time and I vibe. I think the worst I've ever been is when I passed out at that party years ago at Tammy and Bruce's houses. Remember, I was eating chips, like, face down the table, <laughs> and my sister-in-law yeah, like a, had to help like me up staple, to my wife's room. It's a staple at, at those parties. It's just like, holy shit, I am... Way too drunk. Everybody gets fucked up, but everybody has here, a room. You know it's cold as shit right now because it's two o'clock in the morning. Oh, dude, it was the best. <laughs> it was the best though. Yeah. You know, it's like it's one of those things. Like it's just like I, I love all the memories, dude. It was uh, all right. We're getting. We've been lingering on this for a while though. What? I don't know how to talk. He's just drinking and shit. Oh, drink. I mean, <sighs> I have my demons with drinking, but it's always good to recognize when you have a problem. Drinking is not for everyone. You will have your moments. And there's definitely things that if you realize that are bad problems, you should probably just stop, man. For real. But boredom. 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 Boredom gets you. Boredom, boredom gets killed you. the video star. The video star? You don't get that reference? No. Uh, was it uh, TV killed? Or no. Uh, God, what was it? Video killed the radio star. It was the first song ever that aired on MTV. Oh, I have no idea. When you started talking about that, I was thinking about uh, System of a Down's uh, Danny and Lisa. Oh, I think it's like video. <laughs> What's it called? That's a good song. I, I, dun, I can't dun, think of dun, it. Dun, 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 I cannot think of for the life of me what it is, but I think uh, I know what you're talking I about. Know. Anyways. 
No, I love drinking. Um, I just hate the hangover, bro. Like I've I've dealt with drinking way better than I used to. Well, it's guys, we're getting to that age where it's gonna yeah, start catching it's up. So with fucking us. weird. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, I used to like get. I used to get hammered, wake up the next day, and I felt, like, really good. Like, uh, I, I felt wish. amazing waking up, but then, like, a couple hours later, I would feel, like, dog shit. But it was, like, nothing like this. Nowadays, it's just, like, a pounding headache. I feel like a grouch. I feel sloppy. I feel fat, bloated, all this shit. You know, and then I take a massive uh, dump, and then I feel a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, morning after shits always get you. Yeah. They definitely yeah. always get you, but it's like they, they're they a relief almost. Yeah, It's, it's like, like it's disgusting as it goes down, but once it's said down, you're like, man, I feel slightly better. I'll say this. there's I appreciate a cold beer during the summer, but if I were to choose what to drink during a night, I would Whiskey. drink. Well, mm, well liquor know. in general, maybe. Yeah, liquor in general, but, you know, I, I have this thing where I have to keep doing something, so, you know, I'll fill it in with beer. Speaking of whiskey, Bruno, salute. Shot number five. Amen to the new year. To the new year, everybody. Cheers. But yeah, just to go back on the new year, man. I've never been like, have you ever been that type of person? It's like, oh yeah, new year. Like it's you know it's a reset. new me type deal. Well, not you know not so cringy, but like yeah, you have you ever felt well, like yeah, it's just a, speaking in the terms you, of reset? Did you feel like a new year? Like it's like oh okay okay I feel like a restart. Um, I'm gonna. Say honestly, the first I've only ever had resolutions, not New Year, New Me type deal. I've never, I've never done that. But, but has it's it like, felt like, like a whole other year? Dude, it's crazy. You know what I'm here's Does the craziest thing: because the years were passing so slowly for us for years, man. Like you know, all of us hanging out in the garage playing card games and shit. We're just, ever since I've met Chris, dude, I can't believe we've it's been weird together. To think about it. We've been together so long, five years and six Christmases together. But it's like they gave me that original feeling of, you know, like they just brought back that joy of being around family and stuff. And it's not it's not to throw shade of my family, but like our significant others because we're dating cousins, not us personally. Uh <laughs> they <laughs> they uh their family really goes all out and makes sure that everybody knows that they're cared about and loved. And it's it's one of those things I missed because I'm not again I'm not throwing shade at my family, but you know you know once a, a no, main family you member passes you away, you kind of lose that yeah. meaning of certain things. Yep. It's just like they brought it back for me, and I think that's truly why I enjoy Christmas so much. Yeah, it's crazy for me. It's uh my nieces and nephew. Like it's crazy. Like of course we grew up you know less fortunate. Blah blah blah. My mom definitely did try, but now that, you know, everyone's growing up and then now that my brother has his kids, it's just like, wow, like going to those functions, it's like, man, it's so nice. And kids, like, kids kids are joyful for the most part, so it's just very nice to see them happy and, like, catch their vibe, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it, that's one of the most magical, like, Christmas eras, too, when you're a child because it's, like, we've talked about before, it's that magic, like, whether we're going to let our kids believe it's the magic. Santa Claus or not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? You know what? I actually do. What it's it? the most stereotypical Christmas story. I love Man, it. Man, I haven't watched it. I've, I've watched it. You and hold my on, wife hold on, hold on, hold on. I've watched it, but I can't say I've sat there and watched it, like, with my attention glued. It's one of those, it is an older Christmas movie, but it's just a classic. It's mm -hmm. a little boy who watches BB Gun. Everyone says he'll shoot his eye out. He gets it for Christmas. If you guys haven't seen it, fuck you. What is fuck it, the, the Red Rider? Red Rider, BB Gun. Yeah. 
I, I, I wish I, I knew the exact way they said the entire description of it. Because yeah, at the end, they're like, in this thing that tells time. I don't think a football would be very good Christmas present. Dude, because I remember getting a BB gun as a kid. It wasn't a Red Rider, like, lever action type deal, but it was, like, more like a sniper rifle with a scope on it. My dad didn't let me touch it for, like, fucking 16 years. I think The Hateful Eight has to be my Christmas movie. Brittany loves The Grinch, and I love The Grinch as well because of her, but... Dude, the, the hateful eight just has man. that Jesus vibe Christ. to it. I don't know. Yo, he I'm so happy. I watched crazy. it twice recently. Because remember, right before our last podcast, I was saying, yeah, I got to watch it once it says I watched it. It snowed heavier a few days there. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to watch it again. Fuck. Don't uh, don't catch me with a stone, baby. That's why I'm saying. I'll put that shit on. Don't Dude, I, Kristen hates it so much. Only really? Because I can literally. It's only oh, because I've watched it. We discussed it. I've watched it damn near 40 times, dude. But it's like every time I watch it, there's something a little new about it. It's like it's always fantastic because there's so much dialogue in a Quentin Tarantino And it's so movie. long that it does catch you. You're just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about it. It's this. like no oh matter how many God, times how you watch it, acting? you can't remember everything. That's you know? what I'm saying. It's all about conversating and, like, so figuring good. out shit. That movie so is good. based around lies and also trying to figure out your own theories to what's going on. It's like Hateful Eight, best Christmas movie of all time. And I also categorize that with Die Hard and Batman what? Returns. I've, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen any Die Hards. I haven't watched Die Hard, the original, but I've watched the rest, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then, you know, Chris, uh, Batman Returns, that definitely qualifies oh, yeah, as a that, Christmas I think, movie. Yeah, that because definitely the feels like it. Yeah, that definitely feels like it. I think so. And I, you know, it. it as many people want to say it's cringe, I also enjoy Elf. Like, that's a hilarious movie. Man, I'm not going to lie. Feral. I've never been an Elf fan. I still don't enjoy it. It's one of those movies I, can I think appreciate you just got to really enjoy, enjoy the stupid humor. Because, you know, that's the kind of shit I do in public to fuck with people and stuff. But <laughs> it's like, I, I enjoy it because it, it's also close to my heart because I saw it around the time I was 12. And my Grammy took me to take in. Like, no matter what anyone says, dude, it's a, it's one of those Christmas movies I just really, truly enjoyed it, and I can't get past it. Like, But again, The Hateful Eight is not even a Christmas movie, but it takes place during the winter type. Day. <laughs> nah, you want to know how cold your boy was? Not on a mountain in Wyoming winter cold. <laughs> nah, it was colder than that. And he just talks about <laughs> deep-throating this fucking white guy pretty yeah. much. It's like, dude, fucking awesome movie. Again, we've talked about two podcasts in a row now. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's totally worth a watch. Oh, man. I can't explain. I think it was really because I watched it on Christmas Day, though. I want to uh, say I'm pretty because. sure. You know, that's the second time he's released a movie on Christmas Day. I remember I saw the original, uh, so I was down in Norfolk. That was actually a really special year because I went down with uh, with an ex-girlfriend of mine, but uh, that was the... F- I just happened to be down there, and I thought to text my sister. My sister... Well, you know, we're pretty well contacted now, but at the time, she hardly ever answered. She happened to answer, and I, we happened to be 15 miles away from her house. I hadn't seen her in years. So we go and spend Christmas Eve at her house. Next day, we do presents with her little brother or family and everything. We go to the Norfolk Cinema to watch Django Unchained. Do you know how awkward it was for me being in that theater what? during certain oh, points? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm Damn, not... Because it's one of those things you don't want to laugh yeah. at the wrong time type deal. It's like, I'm, I'm not trying to sound stereotypical, but I was a little worried at times. But, dude, it was just... It, it's one of those... Quentin Tarantino, dude, God bless that man, because people don't like him in some aspects, but I think he's one of the most brilliant fucking filmmakers of all time, and I enjoy oh, almost... Sure. 100% of his movies. I think the only one I haven't seen is Jackie Brown. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. Jackie Brown? Yeah. It's uh, it's one of his... Uh, 
more low-key, not popular films compared to the rest, but I think that's genuinely the only one I haven't seen. I've even seen his first screenplay made into a movie. At the, uh, He wasn't even a director at the time. It was the... Uh, it said at the very beginning, screenplay by Quentin Tarantino. It was his first one that got made into a movie. I think it was called True Romance. I'm trying to think of movies that, like, that really capture. Like, this is like a modern classic, you know what I'm saying? For Christmas, at least. And that's another thing with, like, uh, Christmas music. It's like, man, what is it about old Christmas music that really captures this? You know, why hasn't, why hasn't anyone really come out with a Christmas song in these times that really, like, Still hit. You know what? It might for a lot of other people, but I can't think of any right now. You know, I'm going to say it like I did at a Christmas dinner at my in-laws last night. Uh, we were talking about Christmas music that annoys us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got it. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go it's, ahead. Uh, Ch- a Chance the Rapper, he has this one called Sunday Candy that I think about Christmas all the time. You got to move slowly, digging in my body like it's holy. If anyone knows that song, that shit hits. I've never heard it. I can't say I'm not a Chance the Rapper oh, fan, so but I know, uh, what was that one album we put out? Acid Trip or something? Oh, man. Yeah, Acid Rap. Acid Rap. Thank you. I remember my yep. uh, my buddy, Peachy Q. Shout out Peachy Q. Peachy He's a rapper Q. out of New Mexico now. Please Hell check yeah. into him on YouTube and uh, Spotify. He's fucking phenomenal, bro. I like that Love name you. A lot. Peachy Q. Still waiting for that uh, opening theme song. Until <laughs> then, we're just doing royalty free, baby. Hell yeah, that uh, Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, uh, nah, just like speaking on all that, dude. Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot what we were already talking about. We were talking dude, about, like, uh, well, I can't drink I want, anymore. W- Don't let me have another shot. Oh, I'm taking no, this that. bottle away. I was trying to capture the moment for, uh, what's it called? Like, classic uh, films and songs and shit like that. Like Mariah Carey hits, Michael Michael Jackson hits, like those those are crazy good. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> or like, uh, what's it called? Paul McCartney, right? He has those songs. Uh, yeah, that's the one I uh, I put up on our post yesterday for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Yo, Yoko Ono ruins that one song with uh, what's his name? John Lennon. Yeah, he she ruined. You could tell that they had to like put a shit ton of vocals behind her voice just to make it like good. Have you ever seen uh the, the behind the scenes footage of them filming that dude when they were recording songs around? It was after the Beatles era and he was doing his own thing. But have you ever seen the footage of him actually like cursing people out for uh for fucking up during the beginning of a no. shoot and everything? He sit there, play piano, sing, and just talk. Oh, what the bloody fucking hell was that? And he just I go said over off easy, on, dude. Yeah, I said over. That's my favorite <laughs> scene in that movie. I'm actually, I knew that <laughs> reference instantly. Yo, anger management. Such a now, why did I do that? Because I refused to spoon with you last night. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is phenomenal. Oh I love it. shit, Adam Sandler. Yeah, I was actually so going to say I'm surprised there's not an Adam Sandler Christmas movie out, but yeah, there is, and it's uh, it? Eight Crazy Nights. Oh because you got to remember, he's Yo, Jewish. Holy shit. I, oh, my God. I forget about that movie. I that movie, dude, that. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, who is, is, that is that? a fucking animated classic. That's up it there is. with fucking Frosty Returns with me because John Goodman did the best Frosty of all time. I don't like the first Frosty of Snowman. Frosty Returns, John Goodman, he fucking sold that. How the fuck that. did I forget about this? Those animated classics. Dude, it's How just the hell did things. I forget about those? Yeah. How the hell are they not on streaming right now? That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, it's crazy to think about oh. that shit. Because I remember, like, uh, you know, you got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. And then, uh, God, what was that other one? Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, it's the one with the Burger Meister Meister Burger. Meister Burger Burger Meister. 
It's a uh, oh, uh, God, I can't remember. Fuck, it's like on the tip of my tongue. But it's those old anime classics, like, and they did ones like that, like Peter Cottontail and shit too. I love those old stop animation movies, dude. Like on VHS, I watched. How the hell did we get, forget up. about the Nightmare Before Christmas? I'm ashamed of myself. Once we again. watched that during Halloween, how the hell did we not watch that during? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I almost let my cigarette backwards. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm glad I put that whiskey oh, bottle away. the first time I did that. That shit is disgusting. I still do it to oh, this I day. I smoked it for a minute, too. I was like, man, this shit hits different. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> shit is like a real man. Now, the best thing recently, dude, I've been sitting in my car with a coworker during break, and I have a monster can. I pull my, all my cigarettes in because I haven't had my, uh, my, my uh, portable ashtray because Your I ash put tray. it up in the studio. And that's why I got this new one, but I had it up here, and I was putting cigarettes in my monster can. I accidentally uh, put it in one of the fucking monster cans I was drinking one night. That was right behind it in my uh, two-compartment holder. And then, you know what the damnedest thing I did the next night, Bruno? I did it again. I I haven't done that. I've done that three times in my life, and two of them were within two days of each other just because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. That is disgusting. You know what makes me think of Christmas? Cloves. Close cigarettes? Yes. This is the first cigarette I've... Well, yeah, cigarette-esque type of thing I've smoked. Bali Halai is my favorite. Man, I remember smoking that shit. I was like, fuck cigarettes. I remember the first time I dipped, too. It was an uh, apple a skull? I don't know. Was don't that know. what we were working at? Uh, no. Uh, it was with, company? It was with someone... Uh, I was like... I was someone I hung out with, and they had it, and I was, he was like, you want to smoke it? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to smoke it. Oh, yeah, bitch. Like, Man, this thing's tasty, but I don't get it. Well, it's one of those things, too, uh, with clothes I've noticed, they're kind of like little cigars. It's like you're not really meant to inhale. I just thought it, it was like cool as shit because it was black, all black. I Oh, you were smoking the actual black. I smoke uh, Bali Halais, and they're, Bali like, Halai. they're like little cigars with filters on them, oh, okay. and they last like 20, 30 minutes, but they're 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 real pleasant. I it's understand those, those cigars if you want to consider that a cigar type of thing. But I've never apples I've, and oranges. I was never group. into cigars. I remember, I remember uh, Patrick. Oh man, I wish I could remember your last name, bro. But he uh, he wanted to, he well, he did start like a little like cigar like chill day type of thing. I never partook in it, but I remember smoking a cigar with him one day before. I guess maybe before he I tried. It's to start a nice once every once in a while. Uh, I just I just didn't understand. I just I just couldn't. I smoked you know, my first it. full cigar this past year. A full I've, cigar? I've, That's insane. I, I've had a puff or two every now and then, yeah. like, on vacations, but I just smoked my first cigar this year, like, almost, like, an uh, inch and a half down from the fucking very end of it. Yeah, it's when we were at the beach, and my dad and my brother-in-law were uh, smoking cigars, and they wanted me to get in on it, but at the time, I was drinking, like, whiskey down there. I was like, I don't really want to do it. Maybe that, that makes more sense to have some <laughs> Well, like, it's one of those things, it. you, unless you're, like, our Advent cigar smoker, like Winston Churchill or some shit, like... It's one of those things you, you you gotta just be in the right place, right time, and like be in the chill. But again, it's one of those things you can't like. It's one of those things. It, it's uh, you're puffing on it for the enjoyment and flavor of it. You're not doing it to get that nicotine rush. Yeah. It's it's meant more to enjoy. Because if you puff on a cigar, you gotta go green real quick. That's how dude. I felt with hookahs, man. Like I remember at one point, like I had this thing where I just got to keep doing something, right? So 
when that whole hookah thing, we used to go to hookah lounges and like you know everyone had a fucking hookah around. Like I bet so. I would puff, 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 and then I would just fucking feel like shit afterwards. I'd yeah, be like, well, it's because fuck? I remember when I first smoked hookah at that uh, at that uh, bar and grill place, the Lebanese no, Nora's place Lounge. Called Nora's Lounge. <laughs> Hell yeah! Before Nora's. turned to Santorini Nights. Yo, Nora's and we used to go there legit. every Tuesday, man, and get a hookah, and we'd all just smoke and drink and shit. It's like, damn, is that place still around? It has to be Santorini Night. It's it's what it's called now. It got Santorini classy. Nights, but yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But uh, I remember Man, enjoying that. Man, their fries that. were so good. Oh, yeah. And they had lamb there, too. Even lamb my vegetarian so brother gave that a try just because he never tried it before. He's like, you know, I'll give it a little try. Yeah. I wonder if people still smoke hookah. I don't know. Do people still smoke hookah? Yo, well, dude, do, uh, holy shit. Oh, man, I just remembered. Bryn- I've got Brittany a hookah one day. I wonder what happened to it. She probably still has it somewhere. Storage or something? I don't know. It disappeared. It was a little black one. It was pretty cool. But Probably yeah. somewhere around there. I yeah. do miss smoking hookah, though. Do you remember how many burn carpets were, or uh, burn marks were on my fucking carpet from that shit? shit? I want to say when we hung out at Brad's, we had a hookah most of the time. Uh, if Didn't we, we had it out in the garage, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I would bring my little mini hookah. Oh, now, no, 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 no. You know, we had that, uh, we had that one big hookah someone bought, and then, uh, one of us would buy. Uh, what is it, hashish or whatever, or shishish, whatever you would fucking what call it? it, the the wet tobacco. Oh, no, no, that's what you usually smoke at. Well, it? that's what I'm saying. I, I can't remember what it's called, yeah. hashish or something. But, uh, well, yeah, that's what it is, yeah, yeah. You pack it in. I remember we actually did uh, do that for a while, like pretty consecutively for a few months. We uh, we'd load that up at night, and then we'd play like, uh, what is that, card game Resistance or something? Oh, like, my God. Like, that... If you think Mo- Monopoly uh, ruins families and friendships, you, you haven't played resi- resistance. resistance, that yeah. would... God, I am... Woof, I'm out there right so now. So if I remember correctly, because I haven't played in a long time... Well, actually, it has to be like the past year. I played it over at our med's house, but we, we used to play it a lot, and how you play it is... I th- think depending on how many people you have you're pretty much a spy on another side so no no no. so 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 yeah 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 so you the whole point of the game is to find out who the spies are you're trying to you're trying to convince people you're not right so i forget how we go in turns though but you somehow it's a turn-based game where you try to figure out who's a spy or not so you designate who the spies are right i think you pass out cards and whoever has like the black card whoever yeah, so depending on the amount of people, you designate how many spies you're going to be, and then you pass out the cards. Well, that's one of those oh, things. Well, that's how it is. Everyone gets everyone gets. You get a cards. certain amount of cards. It's uh, like uh, the the red sweets versus the black sweets, so and at you're the, pretty much at the one end or of, the other. At the end of each turn, you have to place a card down. You Everyone gets handed a black and a red card, and at the end of the turn, the whole point is for the spies to or the resistance to try to get as many of their cards in. But you can fuck around and put down a black card or you a red card. You can convince people you're not a spy right. and part of the resistance. Exactly. And that's all what wins the game. And, like, dude, yes. you're talking about, like, you know, we were all, like, six, seven buds sitting deep in this fucking little, like, around this little camp, camping uh, foldable fucking uh, desk like we have now. But... The amount of bullshit that would ensue when Lies, those admitted, like, like, people would get so mad at each other. I remember at one point, I just stopped. I told them, it's like, we got to stop playing. And they're like, why? I was like, do you see what just transpired here? It's like, we literally went at each other's throats over a fucking card game. It's Straight like, up it's from not the worth jump, it, dude. From the jump of the game. So, in the beginning of the game, everyone gets dealt their cards. And, we, you know, the, they're like, okay, everyone close your eyes. Whoever's a spy, 
open your eyes in one, two, three. And, like, obviously everyone would have their eyes closed and the spies would open their eyes and see who they are, right? So everyone would close their eyes again. It's like, everyone's okay, all right, everyone close their eyes. All right, and we're going to start the game. One, two, three. And then everyone just starts looking at each other and they're like, you're the fucking spy, you lying bitch. Yeah, I already it was, know. It was, you look like a fucking spy. It was pretty much the movie Hateful Eight because you were trying to figure out who the fuck is lying to you exactly. or not at that point, dude. And it's then like, you drop out the cards and you're like, all right, first round, motherfuckers. Yeah, I was going to see who's I'm never going to say it wasn't a fun <laughs> game or anything, but at the same time, game. you sit there and think about it, like how hard we went at each yeah. other afterwards. <clears> it's like, dude, it's like we literally go to the mall and fast food places every day fucking hanging out with each other each other it's like we're getting mad over a card game and that's where i was like i'm not playing anymore because yeah, like, it was yeah, like you're a good liar aren't you, you bitch it was I like playing that game liar. fucking resistance like yeah. the, you really saw who your friends were doing or uh, not resistance uh risk that uh oh, game, risk, risk is another good game that was a dude that was it's a fucking a phenomenal game, game. Man, i, I love playing the lord of the rings version with that yeah we played a very loose interpretation of how risk should be played but it was still good i mean at the end, you could never fucking win. Just like Monopoly, it would be two huge armies just going back and forth for hours. Well, the last game I ever played, I believe uh, my sister bought for all of us, and we were playing uh, we were playing the Lord of the Rings version, and it was missing the ring and shit. That was like a whole other element to the game, but we played the regular version because it wasn't like part of it because she bought it from Goodwill or something. I remember me and Joe, there was four of us. Hey, you can have a bunch of people playing this game, and me and Joe were uh, playing from north and south. Each of us started there, and then Corey and Caleb were somewhere in the middle. I remember we closed in around them, and the best part about this game is one of the rules oh, is yeah, you can make a fucking truce in an alliance. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at each other, it's like, it's like hey, uh, they got two or three rows each of uh, you know their, their army. It's like, hey, Joe, you want to make a truce and just take them out? It's like, yeah, and we just shook hands. And just the shit that would ensue after that initial response is just like, what? No, you can't do that. It's like, we totally fucking can. It's risk, dude. It's the game of fucking agreement and treason. Yeah. And we fucking took them out. That was the last game I ever played, though, because everybody got so fucking mad after that game. And I was like, dude, fuck this. I was like, I'm done. The glory was sweet, though. The glory was always oh, sweet. Oh, it, it made you feel accomplished. It's almost <laughs> sad because we were playing with little plastic <laughs> Warhammer oh, figures almost on a fucking game board. Man. Yeah, shit. Man, good times. Yeah, I do miss those times. I, I miss them greatly. I... I it's like, you know, I with a game so complex, I understood resistance and risk at a time. And then, like, you think about how many years we've gone without playing any of that shit. It's just Dude, like, it's fuck, I don't even classics. remember how to play, but it's like, I would play again just to learn it again and do it. It's so good. All right. Speaking of which, earlier, I got to take a pee break. Bruno, keep this going. Will do. Well, what else can I add right now? To the news. Pardon me, everyone. Oh, Go ahead, fuck. dog. I'm having a hard One time. One step bro. in front of the other. Sorry. To the New Year's. It's finally my time. I really suck at speaking by myself. Um. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, I've never been like a New Year's type of guy. I understand the appreciation for it. Man, I feel like this is a deep dive. But anyways, I think this year, finally, I feel like it is a new year. It's so weird. I feel like everyone was together for this whole COVID thing. And as much as it, like, I want to say it didn't affect me, it's so weird now that at the end of this year, I'm actually like, wow, like, I hope, maybe it's just a hope thing that it's going to actually reset. But we'll see. But 
I can't wait to see what these COVID vaccines actually do after quite a while. Is it going to be like a thing that, you know, it's like the flu shot like you're going to take every year? Is it going to affect you? Is it going to turn you into a green zombie? I don't know. But I hope it does work consistently. That way we can go back out and I can stop being an introvert because being an introverted person, I found out, wasn't me. And I'd like to go out and eat dinner, hang out with my friends in quantity, have a good old time, drink Kentucky Gentlemen, my boys. What do you think, Rodney? You think that our vaccines are going to turn us into green zombies? <coughs> I'm not taking a vaccine unless I monsters? get COVID. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Well, really? it's one of those things, like, someone mentioned to me recently, a film, it was like, oh, you know, don't get that vaccine too fast. I was like, what the fuck do you think I'm able to even pay for the vaccine, dude? I think it's great that these officials are taking this shit now, so we can just sit back and see. He's like, are you going to fucking, are you going to go belly up on me? I, I, I don't know. Again, the COVID thing, like, it, maybe I'm indifferent. I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I haven't caught it because I'm being sick. It's nothing like that, but it's, like, more like, you know, I, I had my sister mention me recently, don't get the don't get the COVID vaccine because, you know, it's come, some people are having side effects because, you know, vaccine is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, what the hell makes you think I can pay for this vaccine? It's like, I don't even have insurance right now. It's like, it's I, like, it's like I gotta wait like another, shot. like, two months or something. I think it's going to be like a flu shot. I hope it's not. <laughs> that way I don't have to take it every year. Well, it, I don't I'm, I'm only basing this off of the few people. And, you know, Grant, it's like, it's the same whole thing. Like, cops are pigs. It's a few bad cops that give a bad name to the entire group. It's like a few people have had a really bad reaction. Just like that nurse that uh, fainted on live TV after getting the vaccine 10 minutes later. She fainted on TV. She passed out because, <laughs> like, something happened with it. I, unless I truly feel the need to get it. And I can fork out the money. It's like, I don't think we're going to get it. I mean, honestly, dude, if I get COVID, I'm just, I mean, hopefully I don't die, but I'm staying home for the time being. I just want to go back out, man. I think I was just saying, like, man, it's a new year and, like, this whole COVID thing. I think it's, like, a hard reset for a lot of people, at least for me. So I really hope that, like, you know, if this vaccine does work out, man, I get to go back out into the world and enjoy it. Or how it yeah. should be enjoyed. Yeah, it, it's been a rough and year, appreciate dude. appreciate it. I want to go back to the gym, man. And people haven't had, like, known how to handle it. And it's like some people are just, like, being arrogant, too. But it's like, dude, the truth is it's like, I mean, they've even had to instate, uh, what was it, the uh, the statewide fucking, uh, what would you call it, uh, the, the curfew between 12 a.m. and 5 yeah. a.m., which means bars are closing early, but it's like I see Snapchats of people just going out to bars every night, no mask anywhere, and it's just like, dude, and you wonder why people are getting it because it's like, you know, you're not going to know right away you have it. Yeah. It takes a couple of days, but you could pass it on. Again, we have family members right yeah. now that are, like, in the hospital for it and things like that. It's because it's homing in, and it's just like all it takes, it's like, dude, go drink. Drink with your significant other. If not, drink with the best friend. If you don't have either of those, drink by yourself and watch some YouTube. That's so, my friend when no one's around. It's like, it, it just be safe. Don't be silly about it. it. Don't put other people at risk because you want to be arrogant. You know what so I mean? Last, and that's not popular, but still. So last week when we had that little, like, ice storm, well, it was like, a, it was like we had, like, a little snowstorm, but then and it then turned it into it rain. To, it turned rain. Yeah, it turned yeah. rain, and then it was really cold that night, so everything just completely iced over. Well... That the day after we could we finally were able to get out and it was like high enough the next day for where a lot of things melted but everything was fucked up you know trees get heavy around here and then they break and then they take out lines and shit well ours happened to be one of the ones and we didn't have power for like a whole two day almost like a whole two days and uh, 
we went out the next day because we didn't have power. We had no idea when it was going to come back on. And we were just driving around, you know, that. And then we ended up in Old Town. We were just hanging out in Old Town, not freezing at our house. We were in the car. and We just parked there because we wanted to go people watch and just chill. Um, I was playing my Switch. Brittany was on her phone playing her game. But, like, we were right by that corner where Molly's is at. Mm-hmm. And that shit was packed, dog. That shit was packed. Oh, yeah. People be going there every night. I get, you know. The- no mask. Nothing. Don't I mean, get me wrong. I'm, not, try- in I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody I mean, that's doing own. it with. Yeah, teach your own. But uh, at the same time, it's like, be courteous of it. It's like, if you're going to do that, don't go in a bar that's like completely packed or something. Again, it, it's like, dude, if you're going out to the bar and it's packed, buy a handle and go drink at home or something. It's like, just, you got to be safe during this time because it's the literal minimum we could do. That's yeah. the literal minimum they're asking us. It's like, I Six do miss going out to bars, though. Oh, I'm not going to say I don't. I do miss out going eat. We had some adventures. Get drunk at a, at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always enjoyed going to the Irish pub. Yeah. Molly's, man. Molly's is good. People, people, A lot of people don't like Molly's because it's too small. I like it because it is small. Well, some people don't like it because it's like older folks, but it's like, dude, that's some of the best shit because you see older folks start acting like us. I just like yeah. people watch together. I'll sit there nice. at the fucking bar and just like watch people. It's just like, man. Man, like, shit, I'd rather that than go into like, what is that? Uh, the, the watering hole in Gainesville. Uh, uh, bar Louie. No, no, no. The one right off 29. Right on that corner when you we go into Gainesville. Uh, M- oh, it's shit. not MVP, they have is a it? Bunch of, it's MVP. MVP, that's it? <laughs> Hell yeah. Holy shit, MVPs is this shithole. I mean, it is a good drinking place, you know, if you want to, like, get really strange, but it's a good one. That I used to get uh, underage drinks there. You want to know? That's fucking I used to hilarious. go in there, and we used to sit outside, and the guy I was with, he would order two shots, and they would never ID me. Given, sometimes on a, on a good or bad day, I could look way older. Uh, one of my favorite places is that I used to drink. Well, besides McMahon's, because that was like one of the legit oh, old school pubs where you could where you could smoke inside and everything. It was like the, the stone walls inside. It was a legit Irish pub. It was fucking fantastic. But it's thank still God. Not, no one has ownership of it yet. Yeah, it's just been sitting there dormant for a it's few years, like Ocean happen. Cafe did before it turned to Tex-Mex, remember? And then gonna... that went under and under a year. It's like some places, it's like Red Zone, dude. Red Zone's the oh longest business to last in that the area. The same guy that owns MVP's owned, uh, owns uh, Red Zone. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just it's, it's one of those things you think about it, it's just like... Now, that one's a weird... That To me, personally, Red Zone, Red Zone's like a whole different place. Yeah, that's a whole nother plethora of fucking crazy shit I remember going, going in there one day for karaoke day, for karaoke night, and I was just like, yeah, let me get the fuck out of here, because it was like Johnny Cash on repeat. I was like, this is depressing. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. You remember uh, Wig Fanatics right there off uh, I the, do. the 29th Strip and shit Damn, next to the hotel? Damn, that one's been so many different bars. You want to hear the craziest it's a thing? room now, so, right? Yeah, uh, is it, God, is I don't the, even know I anymore. go under? Because I, I remember it was like uh, Wingdings, and then it turned into a place <laughs> called Wing Fanatics. I think. And I remember I went now. there one night with my parents, and uh, Alex and Mason's parents just happened to show up there, and like I was. I they talked they, to they go. Little. They used to go to uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Northside Twenty Nine. Yep, yep, yep. They definitely did. Popular place, man. Dude, I think that place is a good place. Uh, it's very, name? it's very oriented. There used to be a bartender there that was amazing. I want to say her name was Brittany, and she was cool as shit. And I think she's doing her own thing now. But shout out to Brittany, you made that bar. But talking about, uh, yeah, definitely Northside Toy Night. That that place is a staple in uh, in New Baltimore yeah. at this point. But uh, God, what was I talking about? We keep changing subjects. Oh, you're so talking quick. about the Wingding. <laughs> yeah, Wingding Stevie. All right, uh, so. Uh, 
for those of you who don't know, I'm very obviously into Hard Rock ML, as we discussed at the beginning of this episode. But uh, I grew up doing uh, uh, punk rock music and stuff like that. I played in a band, did all that shit. And uh, my favorite, one of my favorite punk rock bands, if not the favorite, is uh, Bad Religion. And Stevie actually... He was six years old, dude, and I heard this song on a... I forget what it was called, like Havoc TV or something. It was like when, uh, before Adelphia sold out to fucking Comcast. Oh, shit, I remember Adelphia. And they, uh, so they did, they did like, the music channels you could watch on demand stuff, and I saw my first Bad Religion music video there, and I was about and Stevie watched it a million times, so he was six, seven years old, dude. And he went up there, you know, there's a bunch of drunk redneck dudes sitting there singing Backstreet Boys and shit, but then huh, you got Stevie, awesome. he's like... He looked through there, and he's like, I want to sing Sorrow by Bad Religion. And he sang the whole fucking song at really? seven. And the guy at the end even held the DJ held up. He's like, I'm not gonna lie, guys, that's a hard song to sing in this kitchen. Fucking crushed it. <laughs> that's awesome. It's Shout one of those things. Stevie. That, oh Stevie yeah. Is a little motherfucking G. Shout oh, out to yeah. Stevie. Dude, respect you. Hope we see you tonight for the Bill and Ted uh film festival. Oh yeah, you guys have a Bill and Ted festival? Yeah, his uh his girlfriend got him all three Bill and Ted movies and they're like, oh. We wanna have you guys over for a movie now. I was like, oh. Fuck yeah, bitch. Oh. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do it, but yeah. uh you know, at the same time, if we don't do it, just know we're gonna do it soon, guys. Yeah. Man, this is the longest podcast we've ever done, bro. I'm I'm not sure where to go at this point. Shit, we I think we can keep going. We can keep going. Let's get let's do it. Let's do make it a two hour mark. At least. At least. Shit, we were going somewhere with that. I lost it. We were talking about bars, and then DJ karaoke, and you talked about Red Zero was Johnny Cash, and that's oh, how yeah. Bad Religion came up. And Man, karaoke's underrated. We went we went one night to, uh, fuck, what's it called? Fats. We went Fat to Fat Tuesday, Tuesdays. Uh, Fairfax or Warrington? We, no, uh, Warrington, and mm. it was like a Thursday night or some shit. I don't know. It was like a random night. I want to say it was a Thursday night, and it, whatever night they have karaoke, and we walk in there, Britt and I, and, like, there's these old dudes, like, straight up singing. Like, they were, like, I guess Johnny Cash, you know, just, like, old rock songs and shit. And I was, like, building up the courage to try to sing uh, to sing a song. And, you know, she was egging me on. She's, like, go up there, just sing one. And I was, like, I don't know. I don't know. I was, like, I need more drinks in me. But we were about it. So I finally built up the courage. And she's, like, what song are you going to play? And I was, like, ah, uh, has to be Sublime. Has to, Has be, to sublime. be sublime. What song did you sing? Santeria. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, was, I go up there and like it's just these old dudes, right? And I was like nervous as shit, but I was like drunk enough to go do it. It's one of those things, dude. It's crazy. Liquor gives you that courage uh, you never had. Shout out to that DJ. I really remember what his name was, but he was vibing. I mean, that, that, I think that I think that's a craft right there. He was vibing, right? And uh, he, I go up. He's like, "What song you want to play?" And I was like, "Santeria" by Sublime. He's like, "Oh hell yeah!" And he, and he the whole time, you know, I belt my heart out. And uh, the guy was like, hell yeah, at the end of it. He was like, he was singing along with me, but it felt good. And the old guys loved it too, you know. It was a good time. Dude, it's those, it's those little things, you know. I was thinking about this morning because I, uh, I was singing to a song this morning. Uh, so I'm a big Misfits fan, the Michael Graves era specifically. And uh, I was singing Dig Up Her Bones, but the original version before they put it on American Psycho, their album from 1999. And it's what it was when he originally wrote it when he was a uh, younger dude, like in his teens or something on an acoustic guitar. It's like, it's crazy because, like, you know, you know, like, yourself at least, like, even if you are your own worst critic, it's like, eh, that's not that good, my voice isn't that great. But when you're by yourself, or even better, when you can sing in front of people, like, that makes you feel like a hundred percent, like, dude, I'm not even gonna lie, I sing so out of key in my fucking car, I'm glad no one's around, 
But I've been to a couple parts where I get drunk, and it's like, dude, I don't know, but I get that liquid courage going on. And I've straight up, like, I'll sit there and belt out Temptation songs and do the dances and stuff just because they're fucking phenomenal to me. It's just, I love that kind of shit that goes on. It feels on so good, especially it. when people are egging you on. You're like, afterwards, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that. felt so good. I didn't know those old guys were going to dig it, but they dug that I shit. I think the last time I sang in front of, like, people while I was drinking, I, I was with Josh Moore. Uh, shout out Josh Moore. He's got a podcast on Anchor as well as us. It's called Sakani Speaks, S-E-K-A-N-I Speaks. Check him out. I was on an episode with him recently. Dude's fucking phenomenal. He is hilarious. But he, uh, I, I went to uh, Molly's because he was working there at the time, and me and uh, that dude, Ryan Newby, were there. Ryan Newby. And he decided to walk to his friend's house. He's like, yeah, you guys follow me. We're singing dubstep and shit on the way, like doing singing like, beatboxes and shit. Oh, okay, I see. And then uh, uh, we got there, and we were doing this. It's called a Disney drinking game or whatever. They'll play, like, it's over 200 Disney songs, but pretty much you don't know it, you drink. Uh-huh. And we got to the point where uh, Ida, or not Ida, I, uh, God, what the fuck is that song called? Uh, Stand Out by uh, Powerline by Goofy or what? On the Goofy movie where Max is singing as talent show or whatever. And me and that dude both straight up got up and were like battling each other trying to sing that song better <laughs> than the other. It's one of those things, dude. It's just That's like even how bad time. it sounds at the time, you sit there and think to yourself, you're like, dude, I'm having a fucking great time. Yeah. It's like I don't care who's around because it's like at that point, no one has room to judge you. We're all fucking, like, you, you're getting lit up and like everything. shower singing with those great acoustics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I think, I think, I would have to say that Sublime has the most songs that I love singing. I, I do enjoy Sublime. They're actually, uh, Bad Fish is one of my oh, favorite man. songs to play on ukulele. I love Bad Fish. Santeria has to be my favorite, though. Uh, my favorite song to play by Sublime, though, I think, was their cover of Grateful Dead's uh, Scarlet Begonias. I have to hear it. I learned how to play that on bass, my little U-bass or whatever, the one with the yeah, polymer strings yeah. and everything. It sounds like a stand. I used to love playing that song, dude. Unfortunately, you know, I, I had to get rid of it this year because of hard times. I had to sell it for a price and everything, but... That was one of the songs. It's like I didn't so I like singing a little bit of Sublime, but I like playing a lot of it because it's it's just fun when you it play is. bass along with Sublime because you know you got that reggae slash ska kind of beat to it, and you can just do so much with that shit. And when you actually learn it, it's fantastic. That's one of the things I love about all of it. It's like uh, my favorite bass player is Roger Lima from Less Than Jake. He uh he posts tutorials of his videos, but the thing is, is like. Half the time, he doesn't even remember what he plays. He plays in a certain key and just wings it in each like key jazz. and everything. It's like, and I love that kind of style, dude, yeah. because it's like, even he's like, yeah, you just play it in the key of F sharp, and you just see him playing in F sharp. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's going along with it because it fits the fucking right. tune. And that's I one mean, of those things I love about music, but it's like, yeah, stuff like that reggae, skull, that I love that kind of bass playing because it's like you really have a lot of room to just fuck around with a rainbow of notes on it. Yeah, I still wish I played an instrument like that, but I can't, you know, I can't get the inspiration back. For Didn't me. you play drums for a while? I did, and I honestly believe that drums are one of the easier instruments to play. Hard to master like anything, but it's it's just easier because you, you, it's a whole, it's all about groove. It's all about groove. Like, you, you know, you understand that you have a hi-hat, a snare, and a bass, and that's pretty much all you need. Like, toms are really just really nice for fills, but. Oh, yeah. It's so nice that once you get your coordination right, you just put on anything, anything really that you can vibe with at the time and just try to play to it. I remember I used to play uh, Eminem's, not recovery, it was a recovery. I used to play Eminem's recovery 
and hook it up to the headphones that my brother had at the time and play it on his, on his drum set that he had at the time. And, like, I'm sure on the outside it sounded like complete shit, but playing drums to that was is second to none best feeling in the world. No, I, I – so – At the time. Fun fact, I only actually know how to play one song on uh, drums. It's Hit That by Offspring. Because it was one of those things at the time I was playing so much music when I was playing bass and uh, in the foul mouse and everything, I learned how to, like, hear things by ear and really pay attention. Hit That by the Offspring is one of the most simplistic fucking songs I've ever heard on drums in my life, and I learned how to play it. Now, Grant, I can't do it well. Right. But it's one of those things that made me... Yeah, it made me feel more, like, enthusiastic. It's like, you know, I can't play, but it's like I can just sit there and, like, you know, play along with this. It's like... Put my big headphones on. I'm just sitting there fucking cracking out on it. It's like, I loved that type of shit, dude. I, but uh, not to get off subject, but because we only have a, a limited uh, amount of time, I did want to go into some. We want to thank everybody who has been with us for the first season of this show. It has been a fantastic ride, and we really appreciate everybody who's uh, been with us for this journey. You guys are making the difference right now and making us feel like we, we have somewhere to go with this Uh we got a couple of exciting things that have been offered and reached out to us uh, that we're going to discuss next season. But right now, we feel like we're confident enough that we're going to be able to polish up next season a lot better. Have a couple guests for you guys. We're going to do local artists from Northern Virginia and everything. And we're just going to have a good time with it. But I do want to say thank you for to everybody who has been part of this with us. Like Without you guys, we wouldn't have kept doing it. And the fact that we've gotten like not even 10 episodes in, but we're at the end of our first season... It makes the world a fucking difference, and you guys are fantastic. Thank you for supporting. Agreed. Definitely. We're going we're gonna to work on smoothing out our collective brain, as we <laughs> usually say. You know, we got we to gotta make it unlike our shit. We got to have some ridges in the brain. But at the same time, again, we're going to have some guests on. We're going to do uh, hopefully a little bit more streamlined. We're going we're gonna to practice for a couple weeks on what we're doing. Not sure when we're coming back exactly, but we are going to work towards it to record a couple episodes and, uh, you know, just to find ourselves a little better and get our show a little bit more refined for everybody's viewing enjoyment. Into the new year. We really hope that everyone has a good time, and I hope everyone does get through whatever you're going through, and we'll be here trying to bring the same sentiment back. Yeah, and of course, we hope you had a Merry Christmas and, you know, that you get to bring in this new year if you weren't able to Christmas, bring in the new year with a couple of people you love, Zoom calls or not, Facebook calls or not, you know. This is that time of year, you know, we've all needed people there definitely, and I've been fortunate enough to have my buddy here to help me co-host this, and we've been able to spend time together. It's a whole different vibe when you have somebody with you versus remote podcasting, and, you know, we we hope everybody is just doing well, everyone's safe and healthy, and is ready to bring in a new year and hopefully new challenges that don't include the bullshittery of this year. It'll be a good time, folks. Definitely. I promise. Well, this has been a very fun episode. I gotta admit, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> this was a good one. Yeah, definitely. This well, one felt good. As always, everybody. I'm Rodney. This is Bruno. And this is the Halfwoods Podcast. We'll catch you next season. Peace. Oh, don't you hate it when the music starts late? It just hits different, dog. It, it always hits different. different, that Mongolian throat singing. Goddamn them. <laughs> <laughs>